I don't care if you've been playing one more time all night if you up smash that like button. Welcome to Black and the Black Times Infinity. I'm your host, Cthulhu's Body. You're coming to you live and direct from the stack. Smoke me out, fam, with that dank shit on my left. The oldest ninja in the world of bitch. Oh, man. Prodigy just got denied one more bust. Uh, <laughs> 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 all right. On my far right, engineer, and on the ones and twos, joking people out of threes. Hey. All right. I know I'm an asshole, but it's all right. You should still like me. All right. <laughs> I'm a lovable asshole. <laughs> Uh, Holy okay. shit, old man! I, I feel bad for that one, though, my bad man. Uh, <laughs> it's all good. It surprised me. Like I clicked go live, and then it was like, "Oh, where do you want to go live?" So I was like, "Bitch, you already know." <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Uh, Blue is uh, taking care of some family issues. Uh, Stitch is in the wind, running from his parole officer, and uh, you know we're just gonna make it happen. We are gonna we make three it man out. crew. <clears throat> yeah. Like we're, we're three man crew, not not two live crew. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like Kirk in uh, Star Trek Three still in Enterprise with skeleton crew. We're gonna mm-hmm. let the ship sail. All right, uh, uh, Carlos, you usually got some stats for us. I usually do. Uh, listener of the week would be Cartoon Gabe, which I think is also known as the Animator. Uh, previously, mm-hmm. looks the same emblem, probably, maybe. I don't know. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> and first in the chat is my boy Jason. What's going on? Good to see you back. In the chat, we appreciate you watching us on a Wednesday. I know you can't always mm-hmm. make it, so thank you for uh, watching right now. Hell fucking yeah, that Jason is fam. Old Ninja, you, you pour out something, it's usually urban. What are you pouring mm-hmm. out this week and for whomst? Uh, we're going to go a little old school and pour out some of this old English for a real one. Uh, for Armando Anthony Correa, better known by his stage name of Chick Correa was an American jazz composer, keyboardist, and sometimes percussionist. He was once a part of Miles Davis's band back in the 1960s. Uh, he was part of the jazz fusion era in the 70s and is considered one of the most foremost jazz pianists, or pianists, depending on where you are, uh, after John Coltrane. Uh, he was heavily influenced by Latin music and bebop. Uh, he's performed with Herbie Hancock, Bobby McFerrin, uh, Hiromi, uh, Uhada and Dave Weckl. Uh, he was a Scientologist, which got him barred from performing at the 1993 World Championships Athletics. Uh, Korea has been nominated for 60 Grammys and he's won 23. God damn. Uh, he, he continued to perform and tour all the way up until his late 70s. He passed away from cancer at the age of 79. I, 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 he seems like a very accomplished artist. I'm going to ask the really disrespectful question that I don't mean to be disrespectful. Did yeah, he yeah. got though? No, he was a, he was purely a, a composer and musician. Okay. So yeah, uh, he did. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard some of his stuff, but he he mixes a lot of Latin jazz with bebop. It doesn't sound like it works, but he was very famous for it. He's toured his entire life. He's a huge inspiration to a lot of j- like contemporary uh and um what do they call that uh acid jazz kind of so it should it should no i mean r.i.p to him I, I i will like go back and try to listen to you know some of his music it's it's sad like when an artist dies sometimes you get like a lot of notoriety and you got a, a lot of people going back and listening to their work and appreciating them uh even more so 
Oh yeah, I think Definitely. that's cool because it also like in their death um, when they when people start listening to music more, it helps out their, helps out their family if they have family. So mm-hmm. I think that's pretty cool. I mean, obviously that's it sucks they died. Yeah, I mean it sucks that they died, but I mean the uptick in sales helps. There you go. Um, I mean it's worth noting. I mean we, you know, obviously I don't want to take the show down too much, but you know we passed another milestone in terms of like five hundred thousand on the coronavirus. Uh, you know, recent numbers are looking way better than they were, but Jesus Christ, man, that's still half a million people. I, I, I don't know any other way to put it, but that's that's a lot of loss, you know. Yeah, you know what's crazy is that I my when I get by the numbers, I, I go through um, the world meter, and so we had, mm-hmm. we passed it a while ago, but just people nobody like the news wasn't picking up on it because I guess they go by some different metric, but the world meter has been pretty spot on. Yeah. Uh, for like the longest time. Yeah. Uh, there's probably, I mean, yeah, there's different metrics. I think John Hopkins is one of the, the ones. The CDC has their numbers. It, it, it may trail for like a day or two, but yeah, I think all of them are over 500. So heart goes out to everybody that's lost someone. And uh, goddamn, I can't wait for this to be over, man. This approaching a fucking year is the, the worst thing ever in terms of. Uh, looking back on a year of our lives, but we are going to keep it fucking upbeat and happy on this show, goddammit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we're going to try, but you always step into some shit. Yeah, I was about to say. Usually. It's all good, though. Okay. All good. Um, can, can we start with some music stuff, man? Uh, at least for me, this was kind of shocking and uh, near and dear to my heart. Daft Punk, this, uh, you know, French... Uh, God damn, they, they cross so many genres, but like EDM, house, dance, soul, super group that's been out since like the uh, early 90s. Uh, they announced this, this past week that they're they're doing a split. Like the, the two guys, that I, everybody's seen them because uh, they wear the big uh, robotic helmets, you know, um, but nobody, very few people know what their actual faces look like. They split up. What do you guys think about this? I mean, uh, I just got go ahead. Uh, you beat me to yeah, it. I just want to put it before Kronos goes. I want to put out a disclaimer: Daft Punk is not in the Rise of Skywalker like Cthulhu Prodigy thought it was. Right. <laughs> go ahead. Kronos. Go ahead. Uh, anyway, uh, I mean they're, they're saying that they're breaking up, but I wouldn't be surprised if they either. It's, recently, they haven't put out like a whole lot of new music that I'm aware of. Put out some, don't get me wrong, but but not a lot, especially not. The way they used to like they were super hot in the 90s and the early 2000s and they kind of um weren't producing as much music anymore which is i mean obviously they had other things that they made music on i mean they did a whole album with uh i think it was it an album or just a song with uh, kanye west and a couple of artists too so they, they've been doing a lot of just like collaborative things i think kanye sampled them I made yeah he does album. sample them and the, their big thing was the album they did with pharrell yeah. so pharrell produced a yeah. whole album for them which got them a grammy yeah, so I mean, actually, I uh, might have got them two Grammys. Actually, if they break up, it would be kind of sad. But also, like EDM as a whole is sort of on the downside um, for at least America. I don't know about the rest of the world. Um, it had, you know, I think trap music has kind of taken over that whole section of like underground music. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is sad because you know, if you if you grew up in the when we grew up in like you know the the nineties uh, when you in your formative years in the nineties you heard a whole lot of fucking Daft Punk and there was a whole like around the world and shit like I mean god damn they, they made a lot of really great music that I think we can all uh, remember 
And yeah, I mean, it's eventually, like every group or artist, they're gonna stop making music. I, I'm glad they're in a they're in a place to where them saying they're gonna call it quits or split up that they're still relevant. Because there's a lot of folks that just fade into obscurity, <laughs> and they you never hear about they don't call it quits. It just they just the the industry decided they was finished. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just thinking about like kid and play. We'll talk about it later though. But it's like when did kid and play <laughs> call it quits? I don't remember when they fucking called it quits. But all of a sudden they were done. You know. Yep. Um, and I, I've gotten to learn more way more about like why they were done uh, recently but yeah I'm, I'm glad that they're, they're going out on their own terms so it's sad but also i think it's cool they can go out on, on their own terms if they decide to go out um i wouldn't be surprised if they got back together and started making more music yeah uh, i i hope they do it, it would be nice for them to have kind of a reunion i've never seen them live you know um so that's kind of sad just on a personal note but um obviously we've talked about a whole lot of fucking anime on this show and uh, to me, like I think it was their second album when they dropped that fucking um, what was it? I think it's Interstellar fifty five fifty five that kind of accompanied the whole fucking album. It was the album that had the the one more time on there. Yeah, and they did like yeah, that the was anime. a snippet of it. Yeah, yeah, but it was like there was like five parts of it. It's a whole hour long, I think, um, anime. Um, that was fucking cool. Uh, Toonami showed that shit. And everybody lost their mind. It was the one with all the blue people, you know? Yeah. And it kind of looked Sailor Moon, Space Age. That shit was so fucking fire. I I just, I really like this band. And I've been listening to them uh, for a long, long time. But of course, this week when I heard the news, I was like, man, let me start putting on some Daft Punk all fucking week. And it's been, uh, it's been pretty cool. What about you, Old Ninja? <laughs> uh, so Daft Punk has literally put out music every decade. Mm-hmm. since 1991 so uh i forgot that they they put together music for uh the weekend so the song mm-hmm. starboy yeah that was thinking of. yeah Star produced Boy. by them and Great they're beat. featured in the song um there's some other artists that they produce for uh other like a lot of the times um artists that they uh produce for they uh appear on their their track um Daft Punk also co-produced Kanye West's uh, Yeezus album back in 2013. I mean, their presence has been around for literally three decades or four decades, roughly. And, I mean, they've been able to adapt every decade and sometimes transcend. Um, I don't know if y'all remember back in 2010 when Tron Legacy dropped. I mean, they had this track that they had two versions of the same track and both of them were in like the top 100 billboard there's one that literally had no lyrics and there's actually a track uh that features like some lyrics and there's two different videos there's like a a movie cut of the video and then there's an actual cut that they put themselves in it both of them are fire it's just amazing stuff uh i never got a chance to see them either because every time they came anywhere close to like the bay area they were sold out instantly so they're a super popular group a lot of people definitely said i mean a lot of people have been around with the group like almost virtually their whole lives especially if you were listening to them back in 2000 you're just turning 21 this year they've been around you know that whole time and so it's going to be sad because uh for me because they as producers they produce like very interesting tracks as uh content makers they 
were trendsetters and it's gonna be kind of messed up because sometimes they show up at Coachella and like knowing that they're never gonna be there or possibly never gonna be back so what well, I, I think beyond even trendsetting is that they they really broke out of their own genre so like when Daft Punk when they got big like no other EDM group like really was heard of on the radio except for like Prodigy but I mean they obviously uh, they had more staying power than Prodigy did even though I, I love the Prodigy they're they're a great a great group but I, I think that the fact that you know Daft Punk that they got so many collaborations that they broke the mold they were on the radio did all these things I mean I don't think any other EDM group has really reached anywhere near the heights they have I mean you guys might be able to correct me if I'm wrong but n- n- there's no way it's coming to mind when I'm thinking about it yeah I mean I think you're I think you're right I think you hit it on the nose like in terms of staying powder power they you doing cocaine now like old what the fuck, man hmm? you doing cocaine what? now no, you think about the powder no, he, he said staying oh, powder. Oh, the I'm just, powder. just saying. <laughs> the power. Oh. Um, they, 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 able, they were able to like outlast people. Like obviously, uh, Moby had had a, yeah. a, a while. Fatboy Slim, uh, Massive Attack. Uh, All God, great I mean, there yeah. were quite a quite a few Chemical Brothers. I mean, oh, you know, oh, Chemical. Uh, was it? Oh no, Dust Brothers became Chemical Brothers, and I actually yeah. got to see the Chemical Brothers perform. But it, in off. terms of staying powder, power, and <laughs> oh, God, yeah, like powder, I do uh, cocaine. Power and and being able to uh, <laughs> just just hang in there for all those decades. Yeah, for, when I think of EDM, especially '90s and uh, 2000s EDM, I think of some Daft Punk. I really do. That's the first thing that comes to mind. So yeah, you it's, know, it's pretty interesting how they're open to working with like other groups. And sometimes, like, big up a lot of people. I mean, they've worked with Swizz Beats and Buster Rhymes has sampled some of their stuff. And, you know, they've been able to do a bunch of stuff. I remember um, back in the 90s or maybe early 2000s, there was a super annoying EDM track that was all over the place called Barbie Girl by Aqua. <laughs> oh, my mm-hmm. God. Oh, my God. I thought that, that was, was never going to go away. But song, then, but yeah. yeah, but then One More Time was, like, yeah, was that punk that blew up? That was playing every half hour on almost every radio station across the country or across the U.S. And then it still played in the club, you know, in the twenty teens. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to say like last year, but definitely when I was like out and about for what was it uh, New Year's Eve, 2018, 2019, They're still playing that punk in the club. Well, so, I think uh, they did something that. Uh, rap music figured out a, a long time ago um, especially the reason why, the, one of the main reasons why rap music became in my opinion okay this is just me as like a, a rap fan and an EDM fan as well is that rap back in the day they become they became really popular when they started to really um, take on beats and sampling beats and like making these beats like a, a really big thing and I think and, and they made a whole new genre out of it I think that what Daft Punk kind of did that was similar to that and so they took their own uh, genre of music and they started using it in different genres. So they would take like their EDM roots and then take it to like, you know, rap, especially in, like rap and hip hop There's and R&B. So they, they basically spun throughout, you know, these three other genres with their own style. And I think doing that, um, it really can transcend a lot of different um, genres and people like are, are really willing to like listen to it. And like 
uh, especially when it becomes popular. You know, yeah. so I, I recently it's funny because Peloton, you know, I'm a Peloton guy. Uh, I was I was doing a, uh, a Black History Month house ride, and so I'm riding, oh, okay. and, like, <laughs> and like this, the the woman that was doing the the instructor, she was like literally giving like a background on house music back in the day, mm-hmm. and it's like basically house came. It was, it was basically the black community and the LGBT back before is like the QQ plus plus whatever, but it's still the same community. Um, they both got together for like the death of disco. And yep. after the death of the disco, like house music really came together and it was mainly through uh, black and gay clubs. And it was just like really interesting to like hear her um, talk about like the history. So, and then somebody asked me, was like, well, where can I hear about the history? But I, I don't have a Peloton. Like I was like, well, let me look it up. So I was looking up like a documentary on house <laughs> music and I was like, holy shit, like this chick, like what she was talking about like was referenced in the documentary that I found and it was like really interesting to to actually hear the people that were uh, really going through this like Frankie Knuckles and all that all people like that um, really talk about what was going on back in like the 60s and 70s you know uh, when house music you know got popular and why it got popular I thought it was it was fucking fascinating yeah I mean <laughs> shout, shout out to in a lot of ways um the Midwest had their own sound when it came to house too. Like Detroit mm-hmm. house was its own thing. Well, it's well, well, it started in, it Chicago started in Chicago. House. Yeah, it, it started in Chicago. Yeah, because because there was a DJ but that like, wanted to start house music, but he was he was in New York, and I guess there was like too many New York DJs, so he couldn't really get a foothold. So he moved to Chicago, and that's when it blew up. Yeah. Um, there's also Dallas had their own EDM scene because there are some DJs at a. Uh, Dallas that came out, DJs from the South that were EDM, uh, DJs from the Bay. Uh, I've met a few of them. They're actually featured in some some movies, and it was like kind of crazy. There's actually a song, it's an EDM song that actually chronicles the house music um, history, just like Cronus was talking about. Like, literally, what he was just talking about is literally turned into an EDM song. It's like narrated by somebody, it, it's still it's still pretty lit. Awesome. You know what's crazy? I used to go to raves back in the day, back in like the '90s, and I've I've never been to a rave on any kind of drug, <laughs> like whatsoever. It's so insane because everybody I knew was always on drugs, like going to raves. I never did drugs when I went to raves. I didn't trust. I've been to raves too, but like I didn't trust it. Like that was my thing. I was like, I don't know who you are. Like let yeah. me just take these pills from this stranger. Fuck out of here. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's one thing to have like a beer or a cocktail or a shot or something poured by a bartender you know yeah, yeah. it's a whole nother thing to be like this person was uh, put this in his backpack and now he's you know dropping it in your mouth yeah. fuck you yeah, it's like <laughs> let me get this pocket lid off of this pill real quick hold on hold on don't smell my pubes don't even look just put it in your mouth yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> fuck? but I guess that that's I'll like split. that's part of like the uh, part of that was the appeal of yeah. going to raves for a lot of people but not, obviously not for us but is it being able to trust people to, to to take something from them, but I'm just like, ah, oh, there's some nefarious people. Maybe they're not at you yes, know at raves, are. but I mean it could happen. And I'm I'm not trying to fry my fucking brain because somebody decided to mix fucking acid with bleach or some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, no shit. <laughs> you, know, you, you you would hear some horror stories, um, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, I, I I just I miss the whole aspect of being able to see either some live music or a fucking uh, club or something like that. Goddamn. Uh, we haven't done, been able to do that in a fucking minute, but yeah, I hope I hope Daft Punk is able to 
come together again. It'd be nice, but you know, who knows? Well, no, I mean they have to be they like they're probably they're probably like in their fifties, which would be fucking weird. Oh, easily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Easily, but yeah, we'll see. Um, do y'all want to touch upon? Because <laughs> I think both of y'all played Anthem. Do y'all want to touch on Bioware and this latest news? Because this <laughs> was some big shit. Yeah, Go, I'll, I'll it talk up. about it. Cause I, I mean, I actually passed the game. Did, uh, Old Ninja, did you pass the game? You mean finish the game or yeah. pass like, like stop fi- playing? Oh yeah, the game. I yeah. beat it like the first like week that because we, we both. We both were on the same timeline. We had the yeah. demo, and then we got it day one and played it and and beat it. And then I went back when they had their quote unquote um, raids called the Cataclysm. So yeah. I played and beat one of those. And then um, that's pretty much it, actually. I mean, uh, apparently EA had their quarterly like meeting. They had like this big meeting about their upcoming projects. And one of them on the table was Anthem 2.0, also called Anthem Next. So it was kind of messed up, I think, in a way to the Anthem team because they had a huge team starting out. There was like 100 plus people. And then at at when the game dropped, they kind of took like 70% of the people and moved them on to like the um the mass effect uh legendary edition which is a remaster which is coming out in a couple months and so also covid hit so they had to design remotely they went from like a 100 plus team to down to 20 people or less and they're working on you know the improvements of this triple a title very 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 slowly and it just wasn't feasible i guess to get this out in the time that they said that they're going to uh ea wasn't going to pump any more money i guess they're they were going to distribute it so they're like well we're going to have to kill this and move on take the loss so it's just it's fucking broken promises man uh really yep. pissed me off because the game like the game mechanics are pretty good like they're mm-hmm. they're they're actually the, the basic game mechanics are really good flying around like fucking iron man shooting things in the face was fuck was awesome that part was never in question the, the problem was it was the repetitive everything everything was so repetitive and they had so many other small issues with like when the game first came out and you picked up a new item you couldn't equip the item until you went back to base and it was like it was kind of you would you wouldn't really know what you had until you went back to base and that was that was really stupid um i don't understand they had a bunch of like really small things that they really could have improved upon and they, and they could have added in like a lot more content but they decided to just cut their losses and just, um, especially after like promising that they're gonna make this better, you know, they they did like the opposite route of um, like a No Man's Sky. Like No Man's Sky, they they did it. They're gonna be the gold standard when it comes to releasing a fucked up game and then fixing it. Because No Man's Sky, they had you know what was a guy something Murray. I forget his first name. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What was no, it? Was it Ian Ian Murray or something Murray? Like Anyway, uh, hold on. I get the. I'll get the name. Go, that, keep going. That dude was eating shit for months. Eating shit for months. Talking about, oh, we're gonna make it better. Like, you know, I, I know that you know it wasn't what you expected. I know these features aren't there. We're gonna fix it. And then they went radio silent and they just fixed it. You know what I mean? Um, you did. I think that there's a lesson we learned there for like pretty much every single game developer out there. It's like, promise. You know, if you come up with, don't get me wrong. We understand that there's there's gonna be issues with some games. Um, that you might not have everything in there that you want to have in there. You might break some promises, but you can fix it afterwards. All right, you really can. 
if you say that, hey, we're going to do this, give us some time, we're going to give you regular updates, we're going we're gonna to definitely communicate, that's also what No Man's Sky did, Hello Games. They communicated with their uh, their users, and they told us, hey, these are the things that we're looking at. Even when they were doing like their, their large patches, they were still doing incremental improvements that they would always talk about and give the release notes and do incremental patches, and they would drop gigantic um, game updates you know, every couple of quarters. It has been fantastic, and they, they really are like a... It's a really good story of like how you can really revive a game after you fucked up. And I think that a lot of these game developers, um, I think one of the problems is that Hello Games, that was like their only like major game was that game. So they could focus on that. But these other, you know, game developers, they are just, they, they have too many games that are being created and they don't want to invest any amount of time. They, they need, they want to get a home run every single time. They don't want to hit, you know, a base run and then, you know, have somebody steal a base. And they're not willing to put in the work like that. They're just like, we have one chance and that's it. But it's not true. You have more than one chance. Can, can I just say this? I mean, look. For the PS4, Xbox One generation, Bioware was sucking shit. Yeah. Like, they were the gold... You talk about being the gold fucking standard from a studio, you know, because of the Mass Effect trilogy and Dragon Age. And I'm not a big Dragon Age fan. But, like, they were the king of the fucking castle. And I know they had a Dragon Age at the PS4 launch. I think Inquisition possibly was a PS3 and a PS4 title. Maybe. I can't um, remember. It might have been both. It's definitely in. It's definitely next gen or last Duel. gen. Now. Yeah. yeah. But, but, but all I'm trying to say, though, is in terms of Andromeda and Anthem, they're two big flagship uh, titles both of them fucking disappointed and sucked and the in terms of the player base and whatnot uh, literally a few months later it had evaporated to almost nothing and so people didn't stick around for either of those games and bioware has has been eating shit they literally could have re-released a like now and they're doing this now but the uh mass effect trilogy as a complete remastered thing and we all would have eaten it up but they didn't do that. Yeah, if, if you'd have told me in 2012 that Bioware was going to make two shit games in a row, I'd have said you're insane. Yep. <laughs> like, it's impossible. Impossible. I'd have been dead wrong, too. Yeah. <laughs> and and it, it, let me let me, uh, let me give uh, full disclosure. I was the biggest and loudest CG Project Red guy because I played, uh, I was so impressed with Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. And they also fucked up their entire reputation with releasing a broken game late last year with uh, Cyberpunk 2077. And you don't hear a whole fucking lot about that right now. Yes, they have the opportunity to do the PS5 version, fix it and whatnot, but they hurt their reputation. That's what I'm trying to say. That's the consistencies. Oh, true. But uh, there's... Uh, I don't know if we're going to get to this later, but Cyberpunk is still talked about today because there's some major shit that just happened within the last couple weeks but jumping back uh to hello games the one of the co-founders his name was sean murray, sean murray yeah, yeah, he was the one that was the, talking a, a lot and then um i don't know if y'all remember the video games awards <laughs> no man's sky was nominated for for an award uh -huh. because of the innovation that they did, I, they basically treated it like a new game, pretty much. And they've gone through numerous iterations. I've gone back, and the game, it feels 
similar, but there's so much new stuff that you can do. So much new improved like mechanics and improved like multiplayer because before multiplayer was fucked from the jump. Well, and they fixed all that shit. Be real though, in the beginning when the game first came out, there was no multiplayer. Oh yeah, but they promised there was supposed to be multiplayer, and people were like, "Well, no, they didn't." I can't they find said, my friend. They said the world was so big that you would never see, or the universe is so big that you would never see another player. That's what they said. Uh, and that they was said, weird because... and then they said, "Well, you could probably see somebody. It'd be pretty improbable, but you can see them." But then remember when they they would have um, literal timestamps with users being like, "I'm on the same planet." I do remember that. And then mm-hmm. I don't see the, and they're in the same exact spot, but they couldn't see each other. And then Sean Murray had to eat shit about that one too. So, and then they fixed it. A lot of lies. And, and I, I will just point point out. And again, I didn't even play No Man's Sky, but there were threats of lawsuits too. And oh, I yeah. know that that was not fun because, like, I think it was over in Europe or Australia. One of them was yeah. like, "Hey, uh, this looks like a whole lot of fucking fraud, motherfucker." You know. And so there was that noise. I don't know what happened. I don't know if the lawsuit actually occurred, but there were certainly threats and and like we're gathering evidence kind of shit that it was going down. Um, for, but back to Anthem itself, yeah, this this is a, a, a failed brand new IP. They invested a lot of fucking money in this, and um, I don't hear it nearly as many people uh, having faith that the next Dragon Age or whatever they're doing next uh, with Mass Effect or any new IPs that they have faith in Bioware. I just don't. I don't see it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't get. Well, I do get it. I mean, the original creators, there were two doctors, and I think they both have left the company like a long time ago. I think they are yep. they are rudderless at this point. They don't they're not doing the correct amount of um what do you call it? quality control at all. They, I don't think there's anything like that. They're just trying they're pushing out games shittily like an EA game would normally be they just push it out. I was like, "Listen, you're Bioware, you should have a higher standard." Like People, we're all willing to wait. Same thing with like Cyberpunk. Like I don't understand why they kept saying, you know, we need to have it out now. It's like no, like whenever you're ready, like release it. There are so many fucking games out, you know, today, and there there's a solid schedule of games that are coming out. I have shit to play. Everybody has shit to play. If you don't think you have anything to play, um, you, you're definitely missing some gems from either the previous generation or this generation. Um, don't I don't know why these people need to rush rush these games out because they're obviously you know rushed why. you know why it, it's financial they that's why they dropped it at the end of the fourth quarter you know <laughs> they, they, the 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 stock people were like hey let's let's fucking rush this they you know well i mean it's, it's they want yeah, it's short-sighted it is short-sighted, short-sighted because i mean look at what happened with the, the latest fucked up game with cyberpunk 2077 look how many refunds they had to, to, to do for that so yeah you, you moved units but you also refunded a bunch of units so I... It's it's even worse than that though. Right now, as as we speak, it's still not available on the PlayStation Store. Yeah, like yeah, they pulled it. Literally, you know, let's say you got a gift certificate uh, for the PlayStation Store, or you got you know you put some extra money on that wallet or whatever. You cannot buy it digitally, and digital sales are huge. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, I don't I don't understand. Like, put just put on a quality product. I mean. Unless you're like a, I mean, even indie games. Fucking indie games are putting out quality products. Mm-hmm. You know, there's really no excuse for it. You know, t- today you're like, oh well, it takes so much money and so much time. But I fucking get that. I totally get it. But you can also take your time, and you can recoup your yep. losses 
by making a badass game. How long did it take to make fucking God of War? It was like d damn near 10 years. Five years, yeah. Five, was it, was years, it five years? It was five years? Five years, okay. That game was fucking awesome. Look how long it took to make a GTA 5. That game was awesome. Look how much money they're still making off the game. The, the game has spanned three different console generations. Over 140 million sales of GTA 5 and still it's still going to be one of the top games of 2021 yeah. in terms of sales. And, and GTA 5, they fucked up too. I mean, with their yeah. online thing, when they when the when the online component first came online, I, I was the first one of the first people. I was like, listen, I can't connect and I can't do shit. There's nothing to do in this game. And then what they do, they're like, okay, we got you, homie. <laughs> like they fix all that shit. They fix it all. They keep coming out with free content. They keep dropping it, and it keeps being a uh, you know in the top twenty or even, probably even top ten um, every single month for game sales because the game consistently puts out new content that people want and they listen to their consumers. But meanwhile, you have people like you know um anthem you know with bioware it's like oh well you know we fucked up oh okay bye like yeah kind of like really i mean the only thing if you're a fan of anthem they're gonna leave the servers up so you can still play but you're not gonna All get any updates yeah it doesn't even matter <laughs> yeah, there, there's no yeah, point in, there's no point in playing anthem right now because all the content is all the fucking same it's all the same boring bullshit like it was cool at yeah. first, but you can't you can't have me play the same you know five game modes for hundreds of hours. Like that's it's not gonna fucking happen. I'm with you. Yeah. Now they, and and here's the other thing too. The reviews were fucking soft as as fuck. And uh, yeah, it, not only just from critics, but even players were just like this is this is bullshit. Um, yeah. R.I.P. to it. Yeah, it sucks because the mechanics were, like Chrono said, were great, but you run out of content kind of quick, and you're like, well, I want more to do, and there's not. So I'm just going to run around aimlessly doing stuff that I can think of. So. Yeah, but it was, there was so much. I, I hope that they that somebody remakes it. I hope that there's probably an Anthem 2 or something like that in the yeah. works because, goddamn, like being able to, like, they are what they did with the, the synergy with different classes worked really well and the fact that you can synergize with yourself it's something that you know bioware does really well they did it in, in mass effect as well where you can synergize with like different powers and shit like that but like i think that it went kind of into overdrive with anthem and that's something that i hope they don't lose sight of because there's definitely game mechanics that they need to, that they need to keep and make into a different a new game or anthem 2 which they probably won't but yeah, please I, learn. I mean, you never, we never know, but yeah, you the mechanics, they definitely need to keep those and definitely incorporate them in some future endeavor or whatnot. Cause that's, and it was weird because the world is actually fairly large. Yeah. And, but there's still just like not a whole lot to do. Like, it, the end game content was like, like, what do I do? Am I, I'm just going to run around and keep killing stuff. But there's no new missions. There's no like endgame loot. There's no like it was just just nothing. Wasteland. Yeah, and it was just, it was annoying how how they how we had to keep going back to base. I'm like this fucking base sucks. Like why am I going back <laughs> to this to this base? It's so like how do you how dare you make an open a quote unquote open world game? But if I want to like reap the benefits from what I've just done in the quote unquote open world, I have to go back to some stupid ass fucking base where I'm slow as shit. Like literally, like you can't run. You have to just walk everywhere, and everything's all fucking spread out. It's it was so stupid. Yeah. You know what? Uh, studio tends to have a better batting average is Blizzard. Did yeah. Did y'all see uh, 
BlizzCon online. Uh, of, of course, people weren't physically there, but they they had their BlizzCon online last week. Did y'all yeah. see this? Yeah, no, I, I didn't. I, yeah, I, I didn't watch the. I watched parts of it. Um, okay. There was mostly things that I already knew were going to come out, so it was nothing. Nothing really groundbreaking. Like we already knew that you know Diablo Four was coming out. We already knew about uh, Overwatch Two. They gave some more details. That's cool and all. And I understand it's you know pandemic still going on, so they, they don't have a whole lot of info for like a lot of things. But um, I mean the it was okay. Was new to, the thing that was new to me, um, and I got into Diablo with with Diablo Three, so I never played one or two. Oh, yeah. But they're doing two Resurrected, and I hear two is one of. It was most really Diablo good. fans' favorite games, so uh, I thought that was kind of cool. And it's, it's supposed to be a much lower price. It's available on all the consoles, multi-platform or whatever. I'll probably go back and play two, you know, because yeah. it I, I, it does not look like four is going to drop uh, for 2021 certainly, and it, it, who knows about even next year. But uh, what I did see of four, they they did release a class like the rogue oh, class. Oh, she looked dope. cool. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, the class. She dope. had the she had the range attacks and the melee and the ability to kind of do jump off a horse and there was all kind of stuff going on. It looked fun. Yeah, it did, I mean, it, you know? don't get me wrong, it did look fun, it was, but it was just like there's nothing really new. I mean, yeah, you you you're dropping a new class, and I get that. Yeah. And even with you know with Overwatch two, you know they showed a new a new character, but it's just like all right, these are all things that you know we kind of knew that were that were coming. We understand that if you make a new game, um, you're gonna have you know new characters. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, I did. I did see for Overwatch Two. One of the things that kind of uh, excited me a little bit was uh, on the sneak peek stuff. You saw like a skill tree, yeah. you know, for certain characters, <laughs> and I was like, okay, it's I can for, see that for like the uh, PVE. the PVE mode, yeah. which you know we've talked about that on this show for like years. It was one of the one of the things that I felt was missing from Overwatch One. Well, but they, they uh, had, but you they, know, had the, they had it. Yeah, they had it temporarily. And they take it that out. I'm like, why? Sucked. <laughs> they took it away from us it and so I was like fun. wait a minute this is what I fucking want I would love this shit uh, so you know it, it's way too early to fucking tell you know I, it's even too early to start the hype machine but I, I know I'm interested in these fucking games and at least you got a little bit of a teaser with them you know oh yeah for sure I'm, I'm definitely gonna play you know both games especially with when Overwatch is putting in you know PvE I mean uh, you know that's my bread and butter so I'll, I'll definitely go and, and play that and and obviously i'll i'll get a uh, diablo 4 as well and check out the new the new classes so yeah i mean i guess i was kind of downplaying it but it's just it was just nothing really new as far as like games a new ip yeah yeah or, you know it's okay. like but i get it you know i, I get it so it, i think for most people they were they, they would have been very happy to see what they saw um for for bliss climb but it also takes them a long ass time to really make a new ip so mm-hmm. and, yes. and, and Blizzard, they don't put out shit until it's really done. I, I can't think of a single game from Blizzard that flopped. When when they have an inkling that it's gonna flop, they just fucking cancel it. <laughs> like they've had plenty of games that they were making, they're just like, nah, fuck that. <laughs> um, yeah. Like the the, um, the one that actually made Overwatch was um, StarCraft Ghost. They they scrapped the entire game and they took oh, elements wow. from that engine and they they made an Overwatch. So nice. Yep. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I thought there was rumors like maybe three or four uh, E3s ago that there was some super secret Blizzard like new IP that they were working on. Did, did this was there was no nothing announced, no hints, no nothing. Nope. No, no. Nope. Okay. I mean, but th- like I said, they um they wait, you know, until they have like a really good game. Like they'll 
I think Ghost is like the only one that they that they canceled. But there was a few other ones that 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 were being worked on um, that they hadn't completed, and they just scrapped them even in development. But people, when people think of Blizzard, for me, it, it goes even before um, like StarCraft and even Warcraft. I mean, for me, like the first time I think I played a Blizzard game, I'm pretty sure it was um, it was some racing game they used to make. I forget what the fuck it was called, but it was on the Super Nintendo, and it was fun as shit. Uh, I have to look it up. You guys, give me a minute. Okay. Yeah, I was never. Uh, I never went down the rabbit hole on PC, especially for World of Warcraft. But, rock, I mean, that sucked so many lives away from people. It was so rock, rock and roll racing on the on the Super Nintendo. That game was God so much dang. fucking fun. Yeah, and I, I wish they, they should come out with that again. <laughs> I mean, honestly, they should make a <laughs> uh, a modern version of uh, of rock and roll racing. That'd be fun. I uh, think I do remember that one. Maybe. Holy snap. Yeah, oh, they, they, so they made a I bunch guess... of other games that people just forget about. Yeah, yeah, well, I didn't know that these were Blizzard games. Uh, Hearthstone, which is super yeah. popular still. Card and game. Heroes of the Storm. Yeah. Yeah, that's popular. They're super popular games. I didn't know it was them. I totally thought those were different franchises. But um, was that it from yeah. the uh, yeah. Hold on, sorry. Stuff? I think Lost, Lost Vikings is another one that I played, and so is RPM Racing. Like these are games because okay. it was it was as Silicon and Synapse, but it's it's the same group. Um, okay. They used to be like they used to make a whole different genres of games and Blackthorn. Yeah, and they they made a fucking Justice League game too. Jesus Christ. Wow. But yeah, I mean like <laughs> there's they have a whole bunch of games that they could go back and do, but right now they're just they're so focused on um, you know the three. Well, actually, I guess they have four main franchises right now, right? It's Warcraft, yeah, Diablo, Diablo, Starcraft. Warcraft and Overwatch and Overwatch, yeah. All the other games right now they're derivatives of those franchises. So when you, so if you say, oh, they have Hearthstone or Here's the Storm, those are just they're the heroes from those the games we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So I guess those a couple really of them count. are spinoffs from other franchises. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what's what's really cool though, I will say, and I went back to Diablo three uh, during the pandemic. Um, they they fucking keep updating that motherfucker like season yep. twenty season twenty five or whatever new shit new loot like they don't stop they don't just put out a high quality nine or ten out of ten game and then just say oh here you go nah they they keep updating and so I appreciate that about them especially when you're talking about uh, you know not just for PC but on the consoles as well so you know I, I trust them <laughs> way more than Bioware uh, holy shit. Blizzard made that fucking game back in 94, the death and return of Superman. Holy shit. God damn. <laughs> I forgot about that game. But yeah, that's Holy all bad. shit. Uh, can someone talk to me about this um, outsider shit? Because oh, everyone, everyone is like dicks out for Harambe for this fucking shit. I barely, barely saw something earlier today. What is this about? What's going on? Yeah, so I, I think I brought it up to all you guys like a while ago. Probably like two, maybe even three years ago. Um, actually, no, maximum two years. Um, it, the game called Outriders, and it's by um, People Can Fly. It's the same studio studio that most recently made uh, Bulletstorm, which to me mm. is like really a hidden gem because it, it didn't sell a lot, but the game was fun as shit. It was uh, Cliffy B worked on that game. He was the director of that game. Mm-hmm. Cliffy B is not working on Outriders, um, but it is a you know People Can Fly and Square Enix game, I believe. And uh, People Can Fly also worked on a lot of the Gears of War franchises. So uh, it's a game that's a, it's a third-person shooter 
where you have it's a looter shooter but they're trying to get away from the typical um looter shooter issues that a lot of looter shooters besides like uh borderlands 3 has because they're in a whole different category um a lot of looter shooters have issues with like content um and like keeping content and then also keeping players engaged and i think that they're gonna address that in 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 different ways they're, they're already talking about like the world tier systems in the games and they, they're not going to have so it, one of the main pitfalls of a lot of looter shooters i use destiny as an example thank goodness i stopped playing destiny a long time ago but what they'll do is in destiny you'll have loot that you that you have and you really want to keep it um but depending on like the the dlc that you have you might lose the the gear that you want like they've they have multiple times where they've literally had an update and taken away like certain uh guns or gear only to reintroduce it you know a few se seasons later and i think that's incredibly lazy and fucked up to, to do that to people like why don't you just make new weapons or customizable weapons that'd be a much better way to go um in outriders you can customize your weapons so if you want if you have a weapon that you really like you can just keep customizing and upgrading it um as far as you want there's a as far as i can tell so far there's a decent story there is vastly different uh uh character types in the game that you can play as um it, and it looks like the graphics look amazing uh everything i've seen so far looks really good but like not a lot of people have really heard about it yet which has been odd for me i know it's been pushed back by a couple of months which is fine um the demo drops tomorrow on, on february 25th 2021 um i'm hyping it up but if it sucks i'll be the first to let you know uh, remember what I said about you know Avengers and other games? I was gonna say, yeah, that's where that's where Square Enix spent all that advertising money. Yeah, <laughs> that game. Yeah, last year. Yeah, so, but it, um, it looks really good. Yeah, what I saw from this game is that the demo is not going to be a a uh, like one level type thing. This is going to be a three hour plus demo that you can play. It'll be multiplayer ready and it is cross play ready in the demo tomorrow um they there's a you can actually watch on youtube right now there's a little bit telling you on how to do the multiplayer and how to set up your crossplay because crossplay will be disabled as soon as you jump in but if you want to play with you know cross people you just um turn in basically go into your settings turn it on and then match me done so and this is being released on like every single platform and i heard it carries over too like carries over the um the demo yeah yeah which mm -hmm. is good yeah i like that a lot too so it looks interesting it looks like it's four player co-op maybe three i think it was like it was three maybe four yeah I, okay. so it's weird because when you're watching it the cover shows three people yeah but when you're looking at the gameplay it looks like there's four people playing let, sort let of look it up so either way looks interesting there's four classes i guess so there's four different classes you can play for the demo there i heard there's gonna be six what was it? Oh, yeah. I heard they're going to release two more. And then you can, during the demo, you know, if you beat the demo, you can play it again and start with a different class yes. to see if you like it. Just, looks... just so I'm clear, just so I'm clear, this is a brand new IP, though, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. Okay. Okay. And it's, it's a three player co op, which is kind of odd, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it seems no, to be. I mean, I mean, we have the precedent with uh, Apex, right? Apex, uh, Destiny's three players, um, Gears of War. Unchar five wasn't Uncharted three online? Wasn't Uncharted online a lot of times three players for a lot of their modes? I can't remember. So, 
Uncharted Online, it was only the horde mode that was three players, okay. but you could do yeah. you could do deathmatch and all that other stuff with like I think six v six. Something yeah. Like what what I like though is like the actual different character classes where they have like the the Techromancer or something like that. They like a yeah. fire based guy and like they, they they seem to be like really well thought out um, character yeah. classes and you can respec at no cost at any time. Yeah, I like that. So yeah, yeah they up my skill tree. So the four yeah. classes is the the trickster, the techromancer, the devastator, and the pyromancer. Yeah. So the devastator is supposed to be the tank, I guess, and then the pyromancer is uh, high DPS, or I think it might be vice versa. Techromancer, the trickster is like guy who can kind of disappear, get in and out real quick, and uh, techromancer. Uh, I forgot what they literally showed, but it just sounds. They would cool. drop like <laughs> drones and shit. That's probably what I'll play as because they had okay. like this crazy like missile watching thing. I was like, oh, it's dope. So, <laughs> sounds fits, yeah, that fits your class type. Yeah, I'm I always play because I'm a I'm Kirito on almost all my games. I play mm-hmm. solo a lot. So I mean, the demo drops tomorrow. I might be on this demo tomorrow. I know I've heard people talk about it today, and they're like, dude, are you going to be on this? Like, uh, you're gaming all the time are you what's up with you i'm like dude i've only heard a little bit about it um it's literally from cronus um nobody else is really talking about all of a sudden today i'm hearing a ton of people talk about this so and this is this going to be after the uh i think sony don't they have a state of play tomorrow in the afternoon well the demo drops like at midnight tonight um and then the the game drops on april 1st so gotcha so i have no i don't the Sony game of play, uh, state of play thing is kind of weird because they just announced like a couple days ago, right? So I'm just like, yeah, that's weird. Hopefully they'll have like a, a God of War um, update and a couple other updates too. But I, I don't expect a lot from state of play to be honest. I feel like I, I need to know what their spring into summer stuff is going to be because like I think we have Returnal and that Kina Bridge of Spirits yeah. and then the Ratchet and Clank and when I mean, you got a, quite a few titles and then obviously a a hard date or seeing some more of the horizon for uh what's it called wild west uh, or frozen the frozen Fro- west yeah no, well no. real quick let's talk about just another um game that's like being really downplayed and i'll talk about enough it's way one of the games you just said prodigy and it's returnal the game looks fucking mm-hmm. amazing and yeah. it's not getting a whole lot of uh game like game press for some reason i'm just like i see like None. you know some demos and stuff like, like things from sony coming out but like i don't see a lot of press like really happening yet but it looks fucking crazy and it technically looks amazing too is it an exclusive console exclusive to playstation at first okay yes okay then we better hear about it tomorrow yeah because i I, because it it drops soon i think it drops on like april 30th or something like that um but it, it you play as a female and you're on this alien planet as like and you get like some crazy alien like tech inside your body and it, it just everything looks like really grandiose and looks really mm-hmm. good and there's something about like reality being all fucked up it, it looks they have some horror uh, horror elements as well and i just don't know why we're not hearing enough about that I, I feel like the the gaming press focuses a little too much on these established uh ips and they don't yeah, put man. really any like real thought into like these new ips yeah, um, I'm gonna remind. Cause... I'm gonna remind. Well, hold on. Let me let me remind everyone though. Last year, um, we had heard about a game called Ghost of Tsushima, but we didn't see a whole lot. Yeah. Fucking literally months ahead of time. 
it, it like waited till very close to launch before it was just like here's this masterpiece of an open world <laughs> great game you know what i mean so sometimes they play things kind of close to their chest but you do need to promote especially when it's a new ip i agree with that yeah, yeah. and i i agree with definitely as well um because there's stuff that i'm interested in and i want to know more about because if you want my money you need to tell me about it you need to show me something yep. show me a little something and uh returnal from what i i gather it literally feels like um groundhog day meets aliens that's mm, kind of what okay. the feel that i kind of get from it and then there's the other ip that um the guys from um uh dead space they have a new ip coming out we saw a trailer i think uh late last year but i'm not hearing a whole lot from it i want to see more i mean we've only seen a trailer i want to see gameplay um, nobody's really talking about it apparently it's supposed to come out later this year but i'm not hearing a whole lot um i'm not hearing anything about fable the new fable well you're not gonna hear that at the sony, the sony <laughs> well no i mean but i'm just saying new game new i new games in general like overall i mean all i'm hearing about really is just like um expansions for current games i mean literally that's mostly what i see a lot of the gaming press talk about like what what the new dlc the new expansions for this and that or when I is the sequel to this massive like the gta 6 i mean i yeah. keep seeing articles about that um uh the next uh it's, not even god of war this like, is like people aren't even talking about that i feel like this is a self-fulfilling prophecy with like what we were just talking about like reasons why you know anthem got canceled you know it's just like you see these uh gaming press people hyping up these games that are established games that you already know they're gonna fucking sell so like mm -hmm. why are you hyping these games up even more like why aren't you hyping up like these other games that are that are not well known that are new ips that uh people will be should be interested in it's like yeah sometimes they fuck up but like when they hit a home run like acknowledge that they're hitting a home run like tell us how interested you are in these new IPs because some of these look fucking amazing like like uh, Outriders and I'll, I'll give um, IGN some credit with Outriders I mean they, they are hopping up a little bit but it doesn't seem like the same amount of hype that I, I was getting with like a Borderlands 3 you know what I mean yeah, mm -hmm. like Borderlands yeah. 3 that was hyped all the shit but I mean but it's Borderlands you know I get it but at the same time it's like come on like give equal <laughs> fucking hype to games that you're hyped about Oh, yeah. Speaking the of only the only thing I will I'll give a little bit of leeway, and I hate to keep blaming like the pandemic or whatever, but I know that they don't have some of their big hands-on convent gaming conventions where sometimes you would have li literally IGN and you know uh, Polygon or whatever uh, reps flown out to Europe or flown out to Japan and then they get hands-on whatever experience with it. Obviously, yes, you can still send out quick demos and whatnot and, and give people codes. I get all of that. But uh, some of it, it, I think, has to do with just the world has changed of late, you know? That's true. Uh, I'll give you that. But but again, <clears throat> I'm seeing so much hype on uh, games that are already out, like Call of Duty. I'm seeing more shit about Call of Duty <laughs> because apparently the new season of Call of Duty is about to drop and they're all talking about zombies coming to Warzone and stuff and everybody's jumping on that but I'm like oh out, out, Outriders' demo is supposed to drop tomorrow I can't like, fucking only, 
IGN was the only one that I saw that posted something. Yeah, I can't. So. The hype with Call of Duty, don't get me wrong. Like, I actually am a little bit hyped to, for the new zombie mode. You know, with like the, the new updates. But you know what? I, fuck Call of Duty. I mean, to be honest with you, <laughs> like, I, the, the game, it's. Why is it taking up so much of my fucking hard drive? <laughs> like, seriously, what the fuck? Why is nobody talking about this? What the fuck? How is it taking hundreds of gigs, hundreds of gigs on my fucking hard drive? And I have precious little space with my uh, PS5. Fuck you all, you search, you don't have one. I'm just saying, <laughs> my tiny hard drive is taking up all this space. And I'm just like, the last Call of Duty, to be honest with you, the, the single player was kind of meh. Like, I didn't even fucking complete it. I was just like, it's, it's okay. What turned me off the most is that the fact that I had to piecemeal this fucking game together. It was 2020 last year. Why do I have to install five different versions of this game on my fucking hard drive? Why isn't it just all one go? And why is it over 100 gigs? Like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. And why isn't any person in the gaming media talking about this, this issue? The fact that they, that they constantly are inflating all of their install files. And the games are not technically savvy at all. Like, they, they don't look impressive. They're not doing anything new. They're doing all the same shit that they've been doing for the past 20 fucking years. But in the meantime, uh, it keeps getting bigger Warzone and bigger. Was, Warzone yeah, was Warzone's new. Warzone was Get the fuck out of here. Warzone <laughs> is just fucking, you know, Fortnite, fucking, you know, PUBG. It's nothing new. It's not so new. It's new, it's new it for new Call for of Call Duty. Duty. Yeah, it was new for Call of Duty. But it, it should not take a vast amount of resources on my goddamn hard drive to have something where I'm literally playing the same fucking map over and over again. What the? Come on, guys. Seriously, think about it. So what we, the fuck? We, we did talk about this quite a bit uh, last year, and even dating back to twenty late twenty nineteen, because uh, the first really big Call of Duty game with it was uh, Modern Warfare. You know, and it, it it made no sense that you'd have fifty gig updates on a game that was already uh, close to two hundred gigs. Yeah. So yeah. you know what, ma- what makes me even more, crazy. This is what makes me even more angry is that you have a game like. Somebody needs to explain, explain to me how the fuck God of War in 2018 had a smaller install file than the Call of Duty that came out in the same time. God of War had no fucking load screens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it, seriously. It, it, it looked it's way blo- better. It, it's bloated. Yeah. Both of the past two games were very bloated. I'm, I'm not going to make any excuses for them at all. It, I also think that game journalists in, in general... They're not going to come at Activision. You know what I mean? They're, they're scared <laughs> I, as shit. I, I will because we're... I'm, I'm small. We're, we're small fry, so I'll come at them. You use you're, yeah. you're using the same fucking assets, you assholes. I see this mm-hmm. shit. Your fucking AR-15 and fucking Call of Duty, you know, two is the same fucking AR-15 and uh, Call of Duty Cold War. You might have had to add in a couple more fucking bits for the PS5 for the trigger, but that's about it. That's fucking. That's a couple of K, bitch. You're not fooling me. <laughs> I get you. Um, yeah, it, I, I'm. I'm gonna give. How long is this demo for Out, Outriders? Will it last for like a week or I weekend? I think it's a week. Uh, yeah, I gotta look at okay. bullshit for a minute. And I'll, it, I'll tell you. And if you, I mean, I guess it will probably take you the weekend to, to probably beat it. I mean, unless you're gonna sit and power through. But if you're gonna power through and go through all four characters, it'll probably take. Oh you shit! I can download it right now. The whole now. weekend. <sighs> 
Uh, but yeah, uh, is that it for gaming? Because I feel like no. Well, I, I was gonna switch it up a little bit. It, it's semi gaming related, but hmm. I was fucking hyped and impressed as shit uh, last week when I saw this fucking trailer for Mortal Kombat. Oh yeah. Right? Oh yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. yeah. Look, my dick might have got hard. I'm just saying. Yeah, <laughs> look. <laughs> We, we all know some of those uh, 90s ones. Uh, I think the first one was super cheesy, but uh, had some fun shit oh, going on. Oh, the fucking, on. the soundtrack. Come on, man. Soundtrack yeah, was yeah. awesome. Your might. Your soul is mine. <laughs> I mean, come on. They, 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 they semi-brought it for the time, but it was on a much lower level. This one seems like, this reboot seems like a whole new fucking ball game. Sub-Zero is literally intimidating and scary as fuck. Um, you got yeah, fucking blood uh, knives, bro. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, M- he's, Melina is he's, licking the on, blood off of the real side. Quick, with Sub Zero, he literally slashed the motherfucker, froze his blood as it came out, and then stabbed him with his own blood. I'm like, bro, <laughs> what the fuck? That is awesome. <laughs> yeah. The the actual gory, true fucking fatalities appear to be in this, and they're actually good effects. So yes, it's only a trailer. You know, uh, I think it comes out on HBO Max in like a month or so. I don't know the exact hard date. Like, uh, I think, is it April? They do have a hard date. Um, I want to say it's April 16th. Uh, Yeah. Give me one second. This this trailer, if you fucking love Mortal Kombat, I I don't know how you could ask for more in a fucking trailer. I really don't. Yeah. uh, If you're paying attention, they, um, yes, it is April 16th is its release date on HBO Max and simultaneously in theaters if you're open. Yeah. <laughs> um I there's there's obviously some characters we haven't seen. I'm totally okay with that. I don't actually even want to see any more. I'm already fucking mm-hmm. sold. I know what I'm going to be doing that night watching it at home. Uh just totally impressed. I I know we haven't seen Johnny Cage. We do see Sonya Blade in it. Um we, we do don't see, see Goro. We don't yeah. see Katana. Yeah. But so. Some of the main characters that have been with this franchise since the 90s, uh, before the ESRB, uh, (laughs) fucking uh, were in this, and they all looked like great versions of them. Can we just talk about how fucking awesome Mortal Kombat was back in the day? So, I've been a fighting game, like, aficionado since, like, Street Fighter 1, like, the the first one. Um, It's been amazing to me. So, like, Street Fighter was, like, the gold standard for, like, fighting games, like, the longest time. Then they had Tekken, that was something different. And then they have Mortal Kombat where it's like, you know what? Yeah, it's all fun with your non-violence violence. Let, let's, let's fucking rip somebody's skull with their spine. Like, <laughs> I, remember, I remember as a kid, I was just like, you you, you can do that in a video game? Like, <laughs> like this this is horrific violence, but I'm having a lot of fun. So uh, yeah. let's keep it rolling. And then they just kept, yeah. like, I, like, the response to uh, Mortal Kombat and then Mortal Kombat 2 uh with the government was so extreme i love that their response for you know midway games just like you know what okay we can we can do that we're gonna add in friendships on the next one but also more horrific violence actually we're gonna up the ante on horrific violence you know i was just like that's a perfect response he's just the ultimate fuck you but people they gotta play our games people want violence get the fuck out of here (laughs) i mean it was a mortal kombat two or three you could kill babies because it's like super crazy. Like they had the babality where you change your opponent into a baby, but then you don't you kill, kill the baby. Him. No, you don't kill the baby. You just turn him into a baby. 
There's some. There's one where you could like throw the baby out. Cause I, I remember Katana could throw her fan at the baby and there'd be blood and shit. I don't remember that. Baby goes everywhere. Yeah, maybe yeah, it's true. That's pretty crazy. But let's just let, let me just give you the, the the hypocrisy of America. Okay, so we had when Mortal Kombat came out, which was in like the early '90s. Mm-hmm. All right, so we had horrific violence in video games. Okay, nobody actually fucking died. Meanwhile, we went to war with Iraq. Mm-hmm. Then we then we fucking uh, decided to go to war with. Uh, Kosovo and Syria, all that shit. Like we did a whole bunch of other horrific shit of actual real life violence. In the mean, meanwhile, you have Tipper Gore, you know, talking about, oh, we can't have fucking curse words and music, and you can't have violence. If it, bitch, your administration is sending people to war that are dying and getting shot and shooting people. What the fuck are you talking about? Yep. Like, would you rather yep. have them do that or play video games where like nobody's dying at all? Like, come on, man. I, I can't stand that shit. Do you remember arcade culture oh, when you first God. saw a fatality? Because I, I, I literally remember watching some guy who was probably only a 16-year-old, but to me at the time seemed like this fucking full-grown man yeah. doing like who could do a fatality on command and was whooping everybody's ass. And I was like, this is the coolest motherfucker on the planet. This yeah. is a fucking god here. You know? So that, that was me for a while? Actually, for like mm. most of my life in an arcade. Like, yeah. I was the dude that was just, like, fucking everybody up. And uh, being that guy, and, like, yeah, I love that arcade. Like, I remember walking into arcades and just, like, remembering, like, that kind of musk smell because they never cleaned the carpets that well. <laughs> you know, so you knew there was, like, a little tinge of mold in the fucking carpet. And then, like, yes. the funky teenager and, like, preteen smell that you get when you walked yep. in there. And then you walked up to, like, a game that you knew you were good at. And you had to put your quarter up and, like, wait for your turn and, like, hope that you had enough skills to, like, be that guy that played the longest amount of time on that fucking one quarter or two quarters you know i used to love doing that shit like being in the zone playing games i remember there was like a tilt in newark i was playing tekken 3 i had a 56 win streak damn one time at tekken 3 and i was just like dude this is amazing there was like a crowd mm-hmm. <laughs> but you don't get the, you don't get that anymore that's one thing that's lost even before covid because you have this whole because you know everything is online we don't have the the arcade culture anymore i wish that it could come back like if i if i if i became a millionaire i would open arcades at a loss after you know covid's done i would open arcades (laughs) at a loss just so kids could to like get that social real social interaction again you know and have fun there's nothing like it you can't replace it there's nothing like it even fucking like fighting game tournaments where you're actually there's nothing like an arcade yeah an arcade feels completely different and uh, I'm just back to this trailer though um, I, I really hope that this actually becomes the start of like a, a brand new Mortal Kombat rated R lots of fatality almost universe in and of itself you know I hope the first one's good and obviously I'm not saying I'm not getting ahead of myself if the first one is not good then there will not be spin-offs and sequels and all that you have to knock it out of the park first but if they can do that I would love for Mortal Kombat to be thriving in the world of fighting, uh, bloody, violent fighting uh, movies as well. That'd be fucking dope. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I, goddamn. I'm just thinking about just ar- <laughs> arcade culture. I'm just like, where can I fit a fucking cabinet in this goddamn base? <laughs> I can put it somewhere. You can build it. Yep. Um. There was some kind of just on movie news. Uh. Some kind of wah wah wah. Blade is not going to be rated R. 
the MCU yeah. version. Obviously, we got three rated R movies with Leslie Snipes, but it's a new fucking day. What do y'all think of this? It's terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, if you're gonna have Blade, why the fuck? And don't get me wrong, rated R um, and PG-13 back when we were kids is way different from now. Because now, oh, yeah. when you have PG-13, you can have like some pretty decent violence and some blood too. Definitely no titties, um, but <laughs> and some curse words. I don't know why they would want to make Blade not rated R, especially given that we already had success. Like, first of all, Blade broke the mold on the hey, first of all, you can make a rated R comic book movie that can be successful. Second of all, yep. we just had Deadpool. We had two movies that were rated R that were successful. You could do it on a small budget and make them successful. So I don't know why. This is the this is the problem that I think Marvel is going to have because they've seen so much large success with um, you know the Avengers, like their whole MCU overall, is that they're afraid to lose that you know trillion dollar movie success. But you you can't get a trillion dollar movie every single time. You know what I mean? Even with all your other movies, like you only. It took them, what, 15 years to get into the trillion-dollar movie territories? They had to build up to it. You're talking about per film, like... Wait, I'm sorry. You're you're saying trillion, but you mean, like, billion, though. Sorry, billion. Sorry, billion-dollar movies. Uh, When you get to, like, billion-dollar movies... I'm thinking you were saying trillion as a whole. No, no, no. no, I said trillion, (laughs) but I meant to say billion. My bad. Yeah, (laughs) it's very rare they're going to get billion-dollar movies, and when you get to them, it takes a huge build-up to get to those, first of all. And then second of all, like you can't expect every movie to, to be a billion. And I think that's what they're, they're going to try to expect on other movies. You are never, no, I'm not going to say never. It is highly unlikely that no matter how you make Blade, that it's going to make a billion dollars. It's just, especially in America, because America's racist as fuck still. They're not, like a lot of people <laughs> in America are not going to watch, you know, uh, a black dude being a superhero. Like it's just it's not going to happen. So let's just, let's set the expectation that we're going to make the best blade film possible staying true to the character and make it rated r let's do that old ninja what you got um someone brought up the point in the original blade there was a lot of blood but every time he killed a vampire they turned to ash Mm. so if you kind of remove a portion of the blood you can still have the violence, but oh, who said that? Who, who said that? that? Movie, yeah, I know it was raining blood, but there's also <laughs> you alienate your audience with PG-13 versus rated R because rated R. I mean, granted, yeah, a lot of parents are taking their kids to rated R, but a lot of provided that studio, um, movie theaters reopen, they were checking IDs for R-rated movies, and if you were not above 17, you got denied unless you're with the parent. So I think what they're trying to do is because of the MCU, every single one of their films are PG-13. If you make an R-rated film, there's a disconnect between the continuation of the rest of the films. There's going to be a portion of the audience that will not be able to see the film and not understand this new character that's helping out the rest of the heroes. Plus, generally, statistically, I mean, if you look at the top 10 highest grossing films, I believe most of them are PG-13. Oh, for sure. So, yeah, but that, this, I go back to what I said. Not every film is going to be a you know a, a high grossing movie. And I think that's true. that's what they're chasing. Like once you everything you just said is they they're just trying to go for the maximum amount of profits. When there are certain 
franchises that you're going to come across to where they're not going to be, you know, because of the nature of the characters, they're not going to make that much money. Like, if if, if the new Blade made half a billion dollars, I would be fucking happy as shit. I really would be. Hell yeah. But, you know, you, you can't, you know, dilute characters in such a way that where it damages their own, um, like, the way they actually are. You know what I mean? Like, like, like if you took, if you made, I'm trying to think of, like, really violent. Well, I mean, Deadpool, they already did it. They made it rated R. But there's other, like, really violent. Logan? Yeah, Logan. Yeah, that, that was violent as well. That was rated R, wasn't it? Yep, it was. Yeah, yeah. The, the Logan rated R. Well, I mean, there's, there's other ones that are out there where they, they literally have characters that are in the comics that you, you just, you can't make them. Like, the fucking Punisher. Like, you can't make the Punisher, like, PG-13. You know what I mean? Like you can't. I mean, his fucking family dies. He goes out there. He goes out and bl- brutally murders multiple people. Some of them are maybe innocent, but probably not. Um, and I, I don't understand why they're trying to extend this whole, you know, this PG little blankie for people when, when it should not exist. Like it shouldn't. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Uh, <laughs> I think some of this is an age or generational thing, uh, difference. When we were basically in high school or just leaving high school that first blade movie came out of fucking nowhere oh yeah i was not prepared and i was like i didn't even realize that it was uh that he was from the comics you know what i mean at, at first because they didn't make that very clear you know yeah. it took me a little while like afterwards i was like oh, okay that, that's the same blade he looks a little different now if you go back to those the blade from the comics prior to wesley Snipes, oh yeah he yeah. doesn't look exactly like him so no, no. that was my defense but in any event it came out of fucking nowhere. It was bloody. It was violent. It did have that awesome EDM soundtrack. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it, it just was a kick in the fucking pants. Like, and this was before the Matrix even. Bro, you know, it they, was just hard. They had a former hard porn hard. star in the first goddamn scene. I was like, yeah. bro. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she dies, but <laughs> no. Still. Oh yes, yeah, does. And yeah. It, and the, going back to the character, like Chronos was mentioning. This is a character that does not web up, you know, uh, vampires and does not put handcuffs on them. This is a character that fucking kills vamps brutally, violently, uh, horrifically as possible, like like on some Mortal Kombat shit, basically. Um, so you are changing things, but like Old Ninja was saying, I think, for better or worse, you're probably going to with a PG-13 label have even more families going to see the movie and it's going to be this you know uh close to a billion dollar movie if Mm -hmm. if things go back to the 2019 2018 days well Mm -hmm. i mean you you know what's what's crazy to me is that they never give the same consideration when they think about like making these super g-rated movies where it's like Mm -hmm. it's made for kids you don't care about the adults like yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know what it, that, that's the same dumbass logic that I'm, I'm thinking of. But obviously, you know, adults have kids; they have to watch. Blah blah. blah I, I fucking get it. But you yeah, know. yeah, and and here's the other thing too. Like my entire my both of my kids, they don't know who the fuck Blade is. You know what I mean? Like there's a whole generation. There's even some young adults right now that barely or don't know who Blade is. Well, they, they, it was a long time ago. Well, what's irritating right now is with Marvel Comics is they keep flirting with Blade. Like, they need to make a new Blade comic as soon as possible. I mean, he's in Strike Force. He's been in a couple other things. But it's like, he... I don't think that Marvel knows what to do with him 
because of this new like PC era thing where they're trying to be sort of as soft as possible with like a lot of stuff. You know, um, I don't like that at all. Um, even though they have like a whole new like um, species of vampires in the comics with Strike Force and some other things, and it even goes into um, the King in Black. You know, uh, where they Blade comes in there with vampires on his side and like fucking up shit. But it's like they don't, they don't, they're not staying true to like Blade the character, like yeah. really at all. And I, I don't, I don't like that. I hope it change. I hope they don't permanently like water him down be because of they wanted to be PG thirteen. I'm like, just make a new fucking character, please. Just kill him off. I mean, make a new character. He, here's what's so fucking ironic and weird to me. Blade had not only his first movie, he had his second movie before you even saw the first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. just putting into context, he already had a film franchise before Tobey put on them tights. So, you know, he was he was big fucking shit. And I, I give Wesley props for embracing that character and making that character into something. A lot of people didn't know who he was even from from the comics um now the third one we don't talk about it was certainly a bad movie but you well, know it still made a, a decent amount of money for its day and again this was I, I hate doing the comparison of like oh it didn't do mcu numbers motherfucker this was 1998 well and also listen there would be no I'll, I'll say it i've said it before and i'll say it again there would be no mcu had it not been for blade yeah mm -hmm. because up until blade there was a whole bunch of real shitty marvel movies real shitty marvel yep. movies that nobody talks about the Captain Americas, the fucking um, who's the other Roger Corman, Roger Corman's Fantastic Four. Yeah, there's a bunch of terrible fucking movies. Punisher movies. Yeah, terrible movies. Oh yeah. Blade broke the mold and really brought. They they showed that you know Marvel comic book movies can be profitable in the theaters and let's go forward. If it was not for Blade, there would not be an MCU. I I would I agree with you. The only thing I will say though is. I think on the Marvel side, yes. At the time, though, we had seen like blockbusters for DC, yeah, with Superman and Batman already. But for Marvel, yeah, we didn't have any real, yeah, real all, big hits. They're all trash. Yeah. I mean, there's a Nick so. Fury with David Hasselhoff. David Hasselhoff made a Nick Fury movie, and it was fucking garbage. David Hasselhoff <laughs> at the time was he? This dude was bigger than shit. Like seriously, <laughs> he was he was making he, he was making pop music in Germany and selling out fucking. Uh, arenas, stadiums, yeah, yeah. like yeah. David Hasselhoff, really? Yeah, that guy, yeah. yeah, that dude, big dick energy, international <laughs> big dick, night rider shit. I mean, mm -hmm. I'll say this again this also, and I said it before this news was announced, I don't have any confidence that Deadpool 3 under MCU is going to truly be rated R for its theatrical release. I Even think though... one way, <laughs> one way or another, I, I, I realized what was said, it hasn't been filmed or whatever. I think one way or another that theatrical release, like every single other MCU movie, is more than likely going to be another PG-13. I really so, do. So I believe it when we, I see it. So I'm Stitches in here, so I'm going to echo what Stitches said uh, uh, outside of the podcast, that you're willing to believe that uh, a Blade PG-13 is going to happen, but a rated R Deadpool 3 said by the same person who said they're going to make this happen, but you're like, no, nah, I yeah, believe I, you on this one thing, but not the other. And yeah, even today, it, they said they're going to continue to do a rated R Deadpool 3, but Blade will be PG-13. Here, here's what I will clarify. 
Blade is actually remember that big ass fucking widescreen of all the stuff that's on the, the schedule or whatever. Blade's already on that goddamn schedule, so it, it's somewhere in the queue right now. Uh, Deadpool three, despite plenty of buzz and our Deadpool one and two proving that they could make big money being rated R, it's not on that queue. And so, so you have I to remember the, though, they did not fully acquire 20th Century Fox at that time. I'm talking about the hold on. I'm talking about the most recent queue that they had at uh, what was it, the Disney Quarterly thing at the end of 2020. This is after they had already acquired 20th Century Fox. Look on that queue. You can pull it up right now. Deadpool 3 wasn't on there. So mm. it's it's a concept right now. And again, my belief based on MCU history is that they're probably going to do this exactly like the other MCU movies in terms of it being PG-13. Hmm. Well, they haven't though, made a rated R one. Even though the head of uh, Marvel Studios said they're going to make a rated R. Okay. I, I don't believe... I'm literally looking you in the eye and telling you... Looking into the camera and saying... <laughs> I don't believe it's going to happen. I will believe it when I see it. I think you will see some type some type of shenanigans, maybe a director's cut released on Blu-ray that'll have the rated R version because it's, it's literally just editing. You know, you take out a few scenes and you can ter- turn a movie that is rated R into a PG-13 movie. Well, but I think on, this is going to be a PG-13 yeah, movie. They did honest, it already. Honestly, Deadpool. I think this has been like a, a paradigm shift for Marvel since they got bought by Disney. I mean... They've been going like this whole sort of softer route for a while. Like remember, remember like Marvel Max back in the day, which is mm-hmm. where you know, I do remember. which is where you had Jessica Jones and like a lot of people, lot, some other characters got you know their jump off from was Marvel Max. Um, we're not seeing things like that today, even though we've we, they had a perfect opportunity to make more adult um, comics. But I'm trying to think like, obviously I have a shitload of comics, and I'm trying to think of like where are all the mature Marvel like anything right now in comics and they don't i'm trying to think i could be wrong i don't think they exist right now i mean right now dc they have fucking uh dc black and a couple other things that are like i mean shit we got to see bruce wayne's dick like last year we sure did (laughs) you know so we're not seeing you know captain america's dick in comics like they're not even they're not willing to well actually in real life, we did. Oh yeah. <laughs> but I, I think that Marvel. I think that Marvel needs to like they need to grow up with like the rest of their, um, even with you know with DC when they have like the the whole showing Batman's dick thing, they made sure that they separated out, you know the the DC black from the regular DC universe, um, so that it it was something that was made for adults. And I think that Marvel could do the same thing, but I think they're just. They're scared because they think that it's not going to make a lot of money. I think they're just addicted to to having like a certain standard of making money. I think that eventually DC is going to overtake them as, as long as you get as long as they start running from people like Zack Snyder and these stupid mm-hmm. ass directors that are making nonsense movies. They need to get back to like actual substantive movies that make sense, that are edited well, and that 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 make that basically have a continuity. Once you get away from that yeah. shit. And start getting like some more darker stuff. I think they 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 can start getting more dark market share. But right now, Marvel they're they're making the vast majority of their comics are just they're like for kids, you know. It's like real lightweight, you know, saccharine shit. And I think that they need to they need to move away. I mean, Image is doing like their own thing still to this day. They have a lot of adult content, but why isn't Marvel doing the same thing? Like what the fuck? 
So my and question for, is... For certain characters, it works. Go ahead, Old Ninja. Sorry. Uh, so has there been any graphic novels from like uh, the Marvel side involving some of their tentpole characters or, or no? No, no. I mean, everything right now... I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, it's, it's selling... They had to they had to do like a almost like a reconstruction of their brand, right? Because they went like like this whole ridiculous PC culture thing, and they did a horrible mistake when they decided. To, I talked about it multiple times on the podcast, but when the MCU started getting big, um, and the Avengers came out, it, it, when you watch the Aven- Avengers back in the day, if you'd have looked at all the characters that were in the Avengers, and you went to a comic book store and you asked for any of them in the comics, there was literally no current comic. None. If you ask for Tony Stark as, as Iron Man, didn't exist. It was Riri Williams. If you ask for the Hulk, he was dead, killed by Hawkeye. It was going to be a totally awesome Hulk, which is some Asian dude. If you looked for Black Widow, didn't exist because it's Black Widow. If you want to look for uh, who else? Uh, Thor, uh, he was Falcon. gone because he was unworthy. Was yeah, he was unworthy, and it was, um, I forget the other chick's name. Jane Foster. Yeah, Jane Foster. Um, was actually th- that one kind of made some sense if you looked at even like Wolverine there's no Wolverine he was dead it was fuck- obviously he's not an Avenger but well he was before but not in the MCU um, that was X-23 so you had like they literally literally learned nothing from that whole um, thing except for uh, if we give everything to Jonathan Hickman he can fix things and we can sell comics again <laughs> that's what they did yeah. but Jonathan Hickman I mean like he was dealing with sort of the similar constraints of like, hey, we need to make things that are consumable for kids, but not for the adults. You know, not not adult-facing content. So he did like the whole, you know, House of X, Powers of X. We're still getting the whole X-Men thing again. But at the same time, there's, like, there's some huge gaps with like their adult readers, me obviously being one of them, where you're not putting out a lot of any adult content. I, I will say this too. Um, I agree with where you're coming from, Kronos. I think... What the missing component? It's the merch, like literally the kids' backpacks, the Target toy section. The what? They they are they want that merch, and it's harder to do the merch for for rated R movies. And I get it, but at the same time, for certain characters, it's just appropriate. It really is. I there's a big difference between spider-man i always want pg-13 i'm totally fine with that yeah yeah blade is a killer <laughs> you know punisher is a is yeah, a true so killer wolverine, yeah. and yeah wolverine i i don't like i will i don't want my wolverine pg-13 anymore i just don't <laughs> you know Lo- logan changed that so um we, we will see what happens we will see what happens but you know i i would i know where they're coming from because i got i got kids i got a son who's 10 and if he sees, uh, you know, some uh, X-Men or some Deadpool or whatever in the Target section, you know, that's that's the lunchbox he's going to want. That's the fucking, you know, new Lego toy he's going to want. And if you don't have that in there to kind of go coincide with uh, your movie, then, uh, you know, the, the bean counters are going to say, oh, well, you know, you're not meeting the same numbers as when we had that Avengers movie and we sold all this merch for billions. Well, yeah, you know I mean, that's that's what I've been saying though is that they they're they're really using this this unreasonable metric for all their franchises. Yeah. Like, listen, everything's not going to be the Avengers. You know, you, yeah. you you made this certain franchise to have to maximize your profits, but you can't maximize your profits for every single character in every single movie. I mean, like, look at look at uh, Captain Marvel. That, that movie didn't do very well. 
You know, I, I hate to pick on I her, mean, but it, it made mean, a lot of money. But yeah. I mean, sort of. If you look at the the other MCU movies, no, it didn't. No, Wait, no it, it made did. a billion. It did. It made a billion. Did it really make a billion? Yeah, yeah, it, really it made one point one or something. Yeah, oh, yeah it made a. That's how Prodigy lost his bet. Because it, it was sandwiched in between the Avengers, the last two Avengers movies. Remember? No, oh, I got no excuse for that. Um, yeah. All right, well, but still, I mean, that should, to me, it wasn't a great movie, and I, yeah. I, I don't want to. Uh, unless Rogue is in the next one, I'm, I'm probably not going to watch the next. You know, Captain Marvel, or you yeah, know, it just she's not really an interesting character to me. Yeah. I, I I will say on just a side note, Rogue to me is just one of the awesomest characters. I just fucking love that character. I really do. I love everything about her. Um, I, hopefully they get the casting right whenever she is introduced. But goddamn, that would be perfect. Uh, speaking of casting, we got a blue. Uh, well, not for casting, but we got an announcement that the Blue Beetle is finally going to actually show up, get his own fucking movie. What do you guys think about this on the DC side? So wait, say again. As long as, uh, yeah, as long as Zolo, uh, I don't know. Oh, he, uh, Miguel. I got you. Yeah, Miguel from uh, <laughs> Cobra Kai, as long as he's um, Jaime Reyes, or, yeah, that's, that's all that matters to me. That's all that, yeah. that really works. I mean, he's like, to me, the front runner. I mean, he's got the training from Cobra Kai. Um, everybody loves him. He's super popular right now. He would fit the bill. He's about the around the right. Um, I mean, he's probably a little older, but I mean, in Hollywood, they always have older people play younger people, so he's he's perfect. He perfect, plays a team well. Catching. Yeah, I mean, I think he's in his early twenties. I want to yeah. say, no so it's, it's perfect, perfect for him. He can commit, be a big star, and I'm all I'm all for it. What you saying, Kronos? I think that'd be cool too. I mean, he'd be, I think he'd be a good fit if if he wants to do it. You know, I, I think it'd be uh, I think it'd be good. Blue Beetle, you talking about, right? Sorry, I mentioned yeah, right yeah. at the beginning of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could totally get on board, but you know, sometimes uh, we don't always get what we want. I'll get into something else that's sort of on this same subject in a minute. But yeah, I mean, uh, hopefully he wants the role and he can commit to the role. But you know, he's a new actor, so you, you have no idea what he wants. You have no idea what he's like um, in real life. Um, so, yeah, if he can get the role, I'm, I'm down. I'm down for it. There's no there's no trailer. There's no teaser. Uh, you know, and then I, with DC, you also have to take things with a grain of salt. Remember, we've been hearing about The Rock being Black Adam for like 20 fucking years now. You know? <laughs> so uh, we'll see. But I will say for Blue Beetle, uh, get the CGI right. Um you know, similar in some ways to kind of like a combination between Iron Man and Venom, you know, in terms of the suit. The suit is going to make or break this movie, you know what I mean? If yeah, the Beetle, much. the Scarab actually, you know, is fighting against Jaime and like uh, transforming basically with uh, with uh, uh, guns and flying and shooting stuff and all that other cool stuff in a very fun way. Then uh, this could be this could be something. Obviously, with the right actor, with the right villain, all that other good stuff. Um, yeah. There, there is an earlier uh, Blue Beetle. Like, there's a Ted Cord. Um, mm -hmm. You know, some of the old school Blue Beetle fans uh, may be interested in, in him. Maybe you're going to have something similar to a Ant Man vibe. You know, with Hank Pym being the older version. I don't know, but there's enough there to work with, and mm -hmm. uh, I'm excited. This this would be. Um, for live action, at least in my mind, one of the first Latino major superheroes for live well, action. For a 
feature film, yeah, but I mean, we do, we have, um, uh, uh Carlos Valdez is, uh, um, on The Flash as, uh, I want to say Breacher, but he's not Breacher. He's, uh, you know, he was a Something, Latino TV show. Yeah. As far as live action. I mean, we had that, uh, we have him, but, um, as far as like huge feature film, I mean, you could, I I could accept the argument at, with um, Antonio Banderas as uh, Zorro, because Zorro's a little okay. old school, but he okay. he's still still a hero. He's still out and, there. And I, so. he's Zorro's originally from novels or comics, though. I believe like comics. No, is I think what it was. Novels. I remember him from. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I remember sure from the comics, but he might be from a novel. Um, what, I know that. What there's... were you saying, Kronos? Were you saying novel? I'm pretty sure it's a novel. Okay. Yeah, I remember him from comics, but yeah, I think he first appears in the novel. And I know that there's, um, I guess, Alan Moore had written Django and uh, uh, and Zorro teaming up out there. Um, I think it's a novel. I'm not sure if it's a comic. It might be adapted. So Wait, hold on. I'd be fuck? okay with that. Z- Zorro means fox. I, I didn't. I did not know that. Oh wow! Oh. <laughs> it's Spanish for so. fox, <laughs> and his character, a fictional character created in 1919. Oh, long time. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's so, before superhero comics, but yeah. Yeah. So I would. Um, I'd be okay with. Uh, it really comes down to two things: who's going to be the voice of the beetle, because you need that dynamic between Jaime, him fighting the beetle and the beetle trying to destroy everything and thinking that everything and everyone's a threat because it's new to earth and uh they got to have good action sequences and the suits got to kick ass and it's got to be good now if this is a dceu is going to connect with some of these other characters that are going to do cameos in the in the film or whatnot um we don't know or i don't know (laughs) this is kind of fascinating i'm sorry i'm reading up on zoro right now (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Zorro debuted in uh, John McCulley's novel The Curse of Capistrano and it was serialized in five parts in uh, August 9th and September 6th in 1919 in a magazine called All Star Weekly so yeah it was first Damn. a novel then it was in a magazine but it was supposed to, originally meant to be a standalone tale and then it just kind of like blew up from there oh that's, that's pretty yeah. cool that's awesome, because, I mean, back in the day, there's a TV show with Zorro doing those crazy horse tricks and whatnot, so Zorro was, I, I know that Zorro is under, I guess it's under the Disney brand, because the TV show was a Disney show back huh. in the day, so should be interesting to see, but, um, I mean, who else would be able to fit this Blue Beetle um, casting role that you can think of I mean there's probably I can't think of nobody there's there's definitely a lot of you know Latino actors out there that could fill the role but I think that right now you, obviously you should probably go, try to go with the one that's hottest and to, like when I say hottest not as fucking the way he looks but <laughs> as far as like his popularity you, you the, say the hottest most, no homo or yeah or the, no the homo. most popular uh, Latino actor right now that's of that same age or, or at least acting that age is you know the guy from uh the show we're talking about cobra kai yeah cobra kai <laughs> sorry it's kind of yeah it's it. all good but yeah um, um i think he, i think he could do it so but it have, you have to do it now they have to like literally start now but he still looks pretty young so he's got some time he does so we got to talk about this other casting rumor stuff 
Um, so apparently, there's been this rumor going around that with the Fantastic Forecasting, they're talking about having Jennifer Lawrence no. fulfill the, uh, no. the role of Sue Storm. No. <laughs> that's, a, that's a hard. That's a hard pass. Yeah, Jennifer Lawrence should not. No, Jennifer Lawrence should never be in another uh, Marvel movie ever, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, she didn't want to put on the fucking paint to be uh, <coughs> Mystique. Hardly ever. Uh, this is uh, publicly known. So, fuck her, fuck her couch. Um, the fact that she wants to come back to Marvel now and play a role with less makeup and, you know, to make that money, you know, fuck you. Like, seriously. Like, if, if you're... If I'm an actor and you're willing to pay me, like, a decent amount of money to put on some makeup that I'm not even putting it on myself. It's just like I'm literally sitting in a chair and somebody else is putting it on me and then I'm like, oh, I'm not comfortable. I don't want to sit in this all day. But I'm making millions of dollars, though. the fuck out of here. Like, uh, uh, that's, it's literally your fucking job. It's like it's like a mom not, not wanting to... It's like a mom that wants to speak. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's your, your role is not to speak. I'm no, I'm no fan of J-Law. At, at all i mean don't get me wrong i know the hunger game movies they they were big shit for their day but since some hunger game movies i i haven't seen a whole lot of fucking hits for her um or people being very impressed with her especially in the nerd space so yeah. i think there is a thousand better actresses um, for sue storm because sue storm is low-key a badass she really is she's actually one of the um like the prominent female character is from Marvel history. You know what I oh, mean? Yeah. And she, yeah. she has a great power set. And so people sleep on her. If you do the writing well, shit, Invisible Woman can be like a breakout star for years to come. Well, especially you now with like her most recent, she's kind of like a spy type of deal. I love that. Yeah. Like she had a solo comic for like a minute and it was really good of like her being like going off on her own and like just fucking shit up. And she her her power set is is kind of amazing. I think they kind of downplay it. Uh, in all the movies, they definitely have downplayed it because she can yeah. like. Um, I'm going through um, my backlog of Captain America, the Tony Coates Coats um, run, and with uh, I think it's called like the Women of America or something like that, the Daughters of America or something like that. Sue Storm mm -hmm. is part of the part of the team, and she will just like block. She will use her her powers to block oxygen to the brain. Just knock people yep. out. Mm -hmm. Just like, yeah, you're done. Whatever. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. They've always downplayed it. And here's the thing. I mean, you know, Fox has made some crappy movies. Like, I'm not making any fucking excuses for them. But um, <laughs> this character, I, I think it, it's more important to get her right than it is the thing, even. You know? And the thing has to look right. Well, so, the thing, the thing so can be CGI. Johnny does, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, jo Johnny and... You know, thing can be uh, mainly CGI, except for like, well, less so for Johnny because Johnny has to look normal most of the time. But the thing is just CGI, so I don't really give a fuck who plays the thing. It's just the voice yep. matters. You know who'd be a cool voice for that though? Would be, yeah. um, God damn it, the fuck's that guy's name? The guy was in Fast and the Furious. Uh, the Rock? No, not the Rock. <laughs> um, Pitch Black. Fuck's the oh, guy's Vin name? Diesel. Yeah, Vin, Vin Diesel. Diesel. Yeah, he's, he's got a cool voice for like like a rocky sounding voice, you know. He does. The only thing I'm gonna say though is, um, he's also Groot. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he also does that. But the only thing I'm gonna say though, I think 
the uh, the thing is like ethnically Jewish, you know, sometimes wearing a yarmulke and all of that. And so I think that there that community is going to want some representation in terms of the actor. And I, and I, I can't hate on that because literally in the in the comics for Fantastic Four, you see him going to bar mitzvahs and you see him doing, you know, uh, uh, the Festival of Lights or whatever, you know, like he is he does like practice. He's a practicing uh, practicing a Jewish superhero. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, this gets into like another thing that I want to bring up. <laughs> Are we done with it for this for now? Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. spin. Yeah, spin it. Go so ahead. somebody had asked me yesterday. Um, there's been a recent string of uh, white actors that have been stepping down from their roles of voicing people of color in various comic or not comics. Obviously, they don't voice shit in comics in various <laughs> cartoons. And mm. there's been, and he wanted to know my thoughts on that, and so I'm actually very neutral on the subject, because at this, at, on one hand, I'm like, I like these are iconic characters, like they're being voiced um, by people that I that I recognize, and it's it's done in a way that is not offensive to me at all. So in that aspect, I don't really care. Um, but at the same time, I, if they are uncomfortable with you know, taking a role away from somebody that is of, you know, color or other, some other ethnic group, then I get that that's on them. So if they're not, as long as they're not, if they're not being pushed out, you know, from external means. And so from what I've seen, read so far for like the vast majority of these people, they're, they're voluntarily being like, hey, this should go towards, you know, some other ethnic group that's, that's more close to the ethnic group of the person that I'm voicing. But at the same time, there are iconic characters that, are the exact opposite. Where like a black dude is playing a white dude. I'll give the best example ever. It's fucking Kratos. It's been voiced by two black yep. African American men, and they do a fantastic job. And no, I, I I don't think anybody really cares about that, like at all, because no. the, the the job is done so well. And he and somebody even comes back to like, you know, some of the you know some people that are of European descent, uh, voice acting as people that are African descent. Like I don't even have a problem with fucking Cleveland or. Um, some some of these other you know black characters I, I didn't really care, um, so yeah Samurai I'm, I'm, Jack yes yeah, yeah it's another one it's black guy it's uh, Phil Lamar yep. Phil know, Lamar yeah yeah so I'm I'm very neutral when it comes to that so yeah if the voice actor feels uncomfortable doing it then yeah I mean give up your role to somebody else but if you're getting like some sort of external um, hate unless it's from like the actual group. You know what I mean? Like, if there's a bunch of black people that are... Like, I've, I've literally seen nobody... I've seen nobody in the black community get mad about the the person who's voice acting Cleveland or the guy that plays uh, the doctor in The Simpsons or anything like that. Yeah, doc, that's that's one of the ones that just recently stepped down. So that, that's why he brought it up to me. But if nobody's complaining from that ethnic group um, and he just feel uncomfortable, then yeah, it's your right. If you feel uncomfortable, then fine, but... If it's just a bunch of people that are not of the ethnic group that are complaining, like, I don't really fucking care. I, I'm glad you brought this up. This is uh, a topic that goes into many different areas, but um, the biggest kind of aha moment for me was going back to The Simpsons with the Apu yeah. uh, voice actor. And I think they did an entire movie where someone in the South Asian or Indian American community uh, was highly upset. Uh, yeah. And 
if, if I'm honest, very honest, you know, grew up in Fremont, California uh, with a huge Indian community and whatnot. Um, you know, I do remember, uh, you know, uh, really racist jokes, you know, that you would hear trying to uh, uh, imitate Apu and, and, you know, basically doing derogatory stuff towards Indian Americans, which is not cool at all. No. Um, so I, I get that aspect of it, but he's also voiced that since, what, the 80s or, or the 90s? It's been a long time. Yeah, I, I, so Hank Azaria is the guy who, who voices Apu. And so in that instance, I, I think it's a little different, only because some of the other characters that I was talking about, they were not playing those characters as like a, a quote-unquote caricature. Like, it, they weren't stereotypical, you yeah. know, like, you, like fucking uh, Dr. Hibbert was not slinging rocks. I mean, he's a doctor. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know, same thing with... Be Bill Cosby, basically. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, it was a respect, respectable <laughs> dude. But there was a lot of things that were, you know, super iffy t- today. You know, back in the day, probably not so much because, you know, we live in a different era where I guess it was more acceptable. But obviously things change over time. And, you know, I've, I've got a lot of Indian friends, too, that I consider family. And it's like, yeah, watching somebody do, like, that accent and being that way. But also at the same time... What's crazy is that I think what most people kind of forget is they actually get to learn a lot about like Indian culture through Apu, oh, which yeah. is kind of which is kind of weird. Like remember when uh, uh, Lisa Simpson talked about being like a vegan, and then mm-hmm. like you get to learn about like not eating cows and like certain other aspects of like Indian culture, and uh, there's like a whole bunch of other shit too. But at the same time, it's like you're you're putting on a veneer of shininess on like a bunch of bullshit of like really racist you know, caricatures of a character. So, yeah, I, I understand it from both ends. Yeah. And the flip side kind of defensive argument I've heard just for the character Apu um, is some people will say, semi-rightly so, he is a small business owner. Yeah. He's not abusive to anybody. He's literally not doing anything illegal on the show. He's not um, demeaning anybody. He's... A, a small business owner and a family guy, so quote unquote, who, who's an immigrant and just trying to uh, take care of. What, didn't he have like six or seven fucking kids? I think it was eight. I think it was eight. I'm pretty sure it was seven. eight. <laughs> yeah. So, I you know, but but at the same time, I'm not I'm not in the Indian American community, and there were some that were very vocal. They made a whole fucking movie about how offensive they thought it was. At least you know some of them. Well, it's also I think some of it is some of the stuff that would be considered racist it, it, it was almost like dog whistling I, I guess to, to that group or something that we yep. might not recognize as being racist but um, but they would and I think that there's some validity some validity there so for Apu I can I can understand but some of the other characters just like as a black man <laughs> I was okay with it no I hear you I hear you and a good voice actor is a good voice actor. I tell you what, those God of War games, the earlier ones oh my God. and the 2018, could you imagine some random uh, Greek accent just... Oh my God, it'd be so <laughs> weirdo guy. Yeah, well, this is like sort of the American machismo thing, but yeah, it, it would not have kept, it, it would not have sold well in America if you didn't have like a soup. And the, well, actually, this is kind of fucking racist too, what I'm going to say, <laughs> and, but it's going to be fucking true. Like, if you had somebody that didn't sound so fucking masculine um, as Kratos, you have a, a black guy with, like, this boisterous voice, this anger inside of him, you know, 
that was playing this character. And yeah, I mean, you know, Terrence was it? What was the guy's name? Something Terrence, the original actor's name. I, I literally oh, just watched the a fucking video. Living single. Yeah, uh, I forget his fucking name, but yeah, he's a great voice actor. And if you didn't have him as, I couldn't imagine some other person as being Kratos at the time. Terrence Carson. Terrence Carson, yeah. I remember when they said that Terrence Carson was not going to voice uh, Kratos for the 2018 God of War. I was like, fuck. Why am I going to play this game? And then when, exactly. I heard, when I heard Christopher Judge come out, and I was like, oh, this dude fucking knocked out the park. Like, yep. seriously. But it's also it's two different Kratoses, too, though. I think that's the main thing. And even, you know, Terrence Carson talked about it um, on DJ Vlad's, like, interview, where he was talking about how... But they didn't notify him that he wasn't getting the job. But he said he understood after the fact because, uh, I think he said because Kratos was like a, a bigger character and he's like a little dude or something mm-hmm. like that. And it's just like, I think as he gets older, I think it, it makes sense that his voice would change. But I still like, Terrence, Terrence did a really good job, but Christopher Judge's voice is very good given the fact that Kratos is older and as a father, you know? Yeah, I think it did, did a fantastic job with both both voice actors. Old Ninja, what do you think on this? Um, I don't want to go too deep because you guys touched on a lot of stuff, but it's kind of hard when you're watching an animated show and you you can't see, you know, who the person is, or you can't be like, oh, I know that this person, you know, is an African American. I know this person, you know, Caucasian American or European American, just by listening to the voice. I mean, for the longest time, nobody knew that Bart Simpson was voiced by a woman. Yeah, and that was a huge like reveal when they did like this behind the scenes thing. You're like, wait, what? Bart's a woman, and like, this show is still continuing with that person. Uh, actually, no, I think they've had several different women. Uh, be Bart Simpson's no. voice. And nope, nope. Is it, has it always been one? Yep. Is it uh, is it Nancy Cartwright or is that is that Lisa? That sounds right. That I think, sounds I think right. it's Nancy Cartwright. So, I mean, there's just... it's. I think it's difficult as a common person unless you do... I mean, you can do your research. You can go and look and see, you know, what the cast list is nowadays. But back then in the 80s and the 90s, you couldn't look that up. You couldn't see who was doing the voices of whatnot. Yeah, that's a car, and right? nowadays, I think it's just um, maybe a social issue where people were like, oh, this should go to this person and this should go to that person. To me, I'm just like, well, if the actor is you know right for the job, then they should get the job regardless of what they look like. I mean, as long as they are able to bring that character to life, I mean... I also feel as if the world of television versus the world of video games is different. I mean, I guess there's a voice actors guild or something that's slightly distant from screen actors. Maybe not. But I know very, a very popular, uh, actually two very popular um, voice actors. One is Cree Summer. The other one is Kimberly Brooks. They've voiced, voiced a multitude of different characters, both male and female, and they're both African-American women. And I have no problem with them, you know, giving their performances like this. It's, it's kind of weird. But I do see the other side about, you know, representation and whatnot. Because, like, you know, you kind of want to have people up there and being a part of, you know, huge, I guess, franchises. 
or whatnot. So to me, it's just kind of weird because it's like, if I don't see who's behind the voice, I kind of don't care. All I care about is a performance. If well, you give me a good performance, then that's great. This is the very strange thing when it comes to like actors, um, voice actors and like, you know, other actors is that listen, nobody complains when you have somebody that is physically acting a character that they aren't. That's the whole thing about acting. You're fucking playing pretend. All right. You're going to tell me that Denzel Washington was a crooked cop. <laughs> no, the fuck he wasn't. You don't have a problem with that, right? So why the fuck do you have a problem with, you know, th- this is where it gets in like the sort of like the gray area. But it's like, to me, it gets back into like, they're all just playing pretend. All of them are playing pretend. And I think that we put way too much um, stock into how much we're willing to believe in them pr- playing pretend. Because like I said, like all these act- all these black actors that you're seeing on TV and movies and shit like that, that are playing these gangster ass roles, they ain't fucking gang. The, the vast... Maybe one percent of them were actually gangsters in their life. Maybe that's that's fucking being generous. Yeah, I will say um, it would be. I mean, you, we've all heard the complaints. You know, obviously nobody wants to be typecasted just because you're a black male actor. Yeah. Of, oh, sure. you got to be a pimp. You got to be a gangster. You know, I get that. And even if you were Indian American, not so much, not as much now. But you know, you certainly wouldn't want to always be a convenience store you know, clerk or a goddamn uh, taxi driver. Or I, I get it, um, you know, but I, but really quickly too, when we're talking about voice acting, shout out to, again, Regina King on goddamn Boondocks. Holy yeah. fuck, she killed that <laughs> oh, shit. Another one. Playing Riley and fucking Huey. Holy fuck. Exactly. Another African-American woman playing two male characters. <laughs> I mean, it happens a lot. I mean, Kimberly Brooks, she's, she plays, I believe... I don't know if this character is Latina, but in Mass Effect, she's the voice of uh, Ashley Williams, and she's an African American woman. She's also, if you watch the DC superhero girls, she's the voice of uh, Bumblebee. But she's okay. done like hundreds of different voices, male and female. Chris Summer, obviously, she's all over the place. She's done male, female, you know, and uh, she—it's about the performance for me. If you're gonna bring out something cool. Uh, oh, quick side note while we're talking about animated stuff. Uh, Blue's pick, uh, Deathstroke, uh, Nights and Dragons is on uh, HBO Max. Nice. So I can finally watch that shit. Yeah. And uh, that's another one. I mean, yeah, I mean, Michael Chiklis is the voice of Deathstroke. And, you know, it's not like I was like, oh, Deathstroke needs to be. Because I don't really know Deathstroke's ethnicity. But is it really. It well, is he? I, sometimes people may think that he's Latino, so I don't know. Slade Wilson, yeah. No. Still, I don't know. I mean, does it really? Do we have to have like each character that represent be represented by their you know ethnicity behind the scenes, or do we want the performance? Does that matter? What matters more, yeah. representation or the performance? That's what it comes down to for me. So um, let's uh, let's switch it up just a little bit. Um, like going back to movies a little bit, we do have, I guess, an official Spidey three name now after a whole lot of back and forth and a whole lot of internet memes and shit. I guess it's gonna be. Do I have it right? Is it No Way Home? Is that the official official, or is that another fake? I guess I I still think it's a fake. I mean, <laughs> I think I think everyone's just. I think by as it gets closer to release date, it'll be like 
it'll be boom spider-verse and everyone's like oh shit like <laughs> this whole like home trilogy shit i mean i guess it follows through and yes you could say through the title that no way home could mean that he's lost in the in the spider-verse but we shall it's see. Speculate. I mean, it's speculation. Yeah, I mean, point. we don't know. I, I still think it's a fake out. I still think the name will probably change, and which they can. I mean, we've been told stuff before, and it turns out to be flipped or whatnot. Usually, yeah. not with titles, but fuck it. Fucking Kathy Yan and DC literally changed the name of Birds of Prey while it was already in theaters. True. <laughs> I mean, you know? the same thing happened with uh, uh, Edge of Tomorrow. The name of the movie changed when it was in theaters as well. So. It could, I, I I wouldn't be surprised. Like literally a month before, all of a sudden the name is changed and whatnot. So, or even before then. So I'm, I, I feel like this is a fake out. Kronos, did you do you uh, think that the internet leak of No Way Home for Spidey Three is legit or is this another fake out? Uh, I mean, listen, I didn't even watch the last Spider-Man movie. To be honest with you. So, um, I, I'm not. It's not the top of my list. Yeah. So when it comes out, I might watch it. I prob- probably won't have to watch the last one, I guess. But, I mean, it's just... The first Spider-Man, the most recent one, I, I didn't like because it was too much, way too much fucking Iron Man. I think they disrespected the character. I think that uh, be, having Aunt May be hot was fucking weird as shit. Um, doing a whole reboot of Spider-Man was fucking weird as shit, too. Um, I, I don't understand why they're they keep rebooting this this franchise over and over again with half-ass attempts so hopefully they learn something uh, I, don't, I don't fucking know <laughs> <laughs> they ain't learning learn shit they're gonna cast some checks yeah, yeah. I mean they, they're making a lot of money just not for me so you rest of y'all watch it go ahead have fun <laughs> look I, I wish I didn't I, I really didn't like Far From Home I didn't like Homecoming all that much either it was just kind of middle of the road really pretty forgettable for me but you know, some people eat them up, you know. Obviously, that's totally okay. I'm not completely dissing it. It's not the worst thing I've ever fucking seen, but it mm. is what it is. Man, I wish Stitch was here with them receipts, though. Yeah, Damn. it wasn't It wasn't Justice League, I'll tell you that. Just saying. Yeah, oh, that's for sure. God damn. No, it, it was better than that. Did, did, now, did y'all see uh, this premiere? It, it is on CW, so take it everything with a grain of salt, but did y'all see the Superman and Lois premiere? No, I saw no, the I was going to before it. Oh, go ahead. So, okay, so that's a no for both. Okay. Yeah, I, I wanted to wait because I think Blue watched it, and so I, get his thoughts. Yeah, I'm curious about Blue's thoughts as well. I literally just watched it before the cast. Um, it ain't bad. It's mm-hmm. not what I'm not gonna spoil anything because I do want you guys to see it. But it's not what you think a Superman show is going to be there's whole new characters and dynamics going on here that aren't typically part of superman canon at all like Mm -hmm. he has a family this is in the trailer he has a family a full-on family and so um and yes i know he's had superboy and whatnot but he has multiple kids so a lot going on there i thought it was a, a decent pilot i got used to his face obviously he's not henry cavill he's not christopher reeves you know but um the graphic the cgi and graphics in there they're not movie movie quality but they're they're way up there you know they're mm-hmm. they're they're high for the cw um yeah. and and i'll say that it 
the writing was on point. You know, there's going to be points in it where, you, as just someone who follows comics, you're going to point and go like, oh, okay, they, I see what you did there. I see that Easter egg for what it is. Um, and you're, I think you'll care about the characters, the, the Superman family in this. So did you watch the two-hour premiere or just the first hour? Uh, I, so the, I watched the first hour because it looks like the second hour is more of a sneak peek behind the scenes uh, kind of preview for season two. Or, okay. uh, I'm sorry, episode two, episode two with okay. a lot of like interviews and shit. It didn't seem like that was a second episode. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, but I here's what I'll say. For me, this was a solid, like, 7.8, you know, 7.9, like, maybe even an 8.0. It was a pretty good, it was a pretty good pilot. It's worth seeing. Nowhere near as bad as, like, Batwoman or anything like that. And I I would put it below, like, the the Flash uh, pilot for CW quality. But it's it's a little bit better than the Arrow pilot way back in the day. Yeah, this show's been getting a lot of buzz. So a lot of people have been talking about it. They've been trying to promote the hell out of it. A lot of people said, like, basically what you were saying. Like, this is a a a different take on Superman, but yet they want to respect the lore type thing. Yeah. So, and they're pushing, like, there's some things that happen to the family that are kind of, like, bleak. And from what I understand, and they have to make an adjustment. So I'm like, oh, this ought to be interesting. So, and I guess the villain is new, but I guess the villain is supposed to be a huge surprise, and you're not going to know until midway through the season. So, I'm really interested in 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 seeing it. I was hoping to watch it before the cast. I didn't get a chance to, but I do want to see this. And I did. The only one that I really watched for Superman live action TV, I did watch the Dean Cain back in the day with fine ass. What's her name? Uh, Terry Hatcher. Yeah. Terry fucking Hatcher. Man, for a thin chick, like she wasn't super thick, but God, she, in her day, she was bad as fuck. Uh, um, you know that Terry Hatcher shows up on Supergirl, right? I didn't know that. I didn't know. Yeah, she's she, on she reoccurring? Uh, no, she's in a story arc. So she's in like three or four episodes as a villain nice. in like form fitting uniform. Nice. So. I was like, oh. um, and I did. I never watched Smallville, although that was on for like a hundred fucking years. But yeah, it's like oh, twelve was, seasons. Isn't that it? was a great show. I, I didn't finish up the whole series, but I watched at least half of it, probably more. And it was it was really good. That's what that's what I hear is one of the better ones. So maybe I'll go back if it's on HBO Max or something. Yeah, plus check uh, this one out. What, Lana Lang was hot as fuck. I forget her fucking name, but goddamn, she was bad. Oh, as fuck. Christian Keurig. Yeah, damn. You- I think the common theme here is you need a hot fucking Lois Lane. <laughs> yeah. You really do. Like, and, and I'm... I'm it's what? No shade she wasn't Lois Lane, though. She, she's one. not Lois Lane. She's Lana mm-hmm. Lang. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. But you need a hot you need a hot uh, girlfriend for Clark. I mean, Lois Lane was pretty hot, too, but I think that Lana, Lana was hotter, like, by a lot. <laughs> so... <laughs> it, it, now, wasn't her ethnicity mixed, like, white and Asian, or am I tripping? I think she was either I white and Asian so. or maybe some native... I don't, I don't fucking know, but she was bad as fuck. It's all I knew. Uh, <laughs> I remember everyone kept talking about Christian Kirk from back then, but, you know, it is, oh, it no, is what no. it is. I mean... Yeah, yeah, that What's is it? her. That is her. Yeah. I thought I had her name Super wrong, bad. but yeah, I was right. Yeah. So it's fine. Yep, and she's still. But yeah, uh, I'm. In, I'm. I'm kind of hyped for this Superman stuff. So. Yeah. The the other thing is, I, I mean, 
you know, I, I still have no fucking clue if we're ever going to get a Man of Steel 2 or what the fuck they're doing with Superman from a movie standpoint. Um, so it was interesting because I always thought with the CW, the trilogy, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, were quote unquote too big for CW, but that's all out the window. Yeah, I mean, holy shit. Fun fact, uh, Christian Carey played Chun-Li. Yeah, in the, shut uh, the Street, fuck up. Yeah, Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun-Li. Yeah, with uh, Michael Clark Duncan and a couple other folks up in there. It's Let hilarious. me see this bad girl. She's still bad as fuck, though. I'm just saying. She's still bad. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. I told, I've seen this movie, by the way. You said Kieran? Uh, How do I spell that last name again? K R E U K. Yeah. She's yeah, Dutch and like though. she's multi-ethnic. Yeah. 100% hot. Look at them. Yeah, look at them. <laughs> yeah. She got the fucking look, man. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why she's not getting work right now. Probably because of playing Chun-Li. But it's all good. I forgive you. <laughs> no, she, she was doing work up until 2016. Yeah, when she you was say in the, when the you say work though, show. when you say work though, <laughs> like what do you? I mean, she was in the TV series. That's work. Okay, I mean, <laughs> was she starring? Or was she? Uh... Yeah, she was in the Beauty and the Beast show on the CW. So she was. Show, but all right. Yeah, uh, I remember this show. That was this up was until kid, that the... was like fucking five years ago, man. There you go. Yeah, he said twenty sixteen, right? Yeah, yeah twenty sixteen is when it ended. Five... the show started in twenty twelve and ended in twenty sixteen. Yeah, that's, that's five years ago. That's, that was a while mm-hmm. ago for like an actor. Um, since then, and maybe she, maybe she's ha- maybe she's having a family. I'll, I'll give her, you know, who knows? No, I mean, I would like to see her in more shit. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know. That's that's what I'm saying. I don't want people to make the mistake of saying that she would should never work again. Um, I think <laughs> she should work again, and I'm just curious on why she is not getting that many roles. Mm-hmm. Like it's very odd to me. No, I I, I, I'm yeah, trying to remember her acting. It was not bad. Maybe she was one of the ones that kicked uh, good old Harvey Weinstein in his dick. Oh, okay. So she's on a show that none of us watch. She's on a show called Burden of Truth, yeah, which is currently yeah. airing. So she's so she's working right now. So there you go. Maybe, maybe I'll uh, start looking at that show. Well, well, it's a, it's well, a, check, a, oh, she's in Watch Dogs Legion, Legion as Caitlin Liao. Oh, nice. That's a big project. Triple A. There you go. Good shit. Uh, y'all see the Crunchyroll Awards? No, I, I had you posting all that stuff, so I was like keeping track of that feed. It's like a huge video that shows like every single nominee. Yeah, I mean, I mean, in terms of the big winners, this Jujutsu Kaisen like that took took home anime of the year. It was definitely on the Golden Eggplant Awards. I, I like the show. I'm a, I'm a little bit behind, but I know some people that like swear by it. Like in terms of it getting better, better, and better, but um. I, I'm not surprised that it won. You know, Crunchyroll was certainly not going to uh, give it to a, my, my my favorite interspecies reviewers, but that's okay. Um, yeah, Jujutsu Kaisen. Have you now? Have y'all even started that one? Or I barely watched. I have not. I watched like five minutes of the first episode and I kind of put it down. Maybe I should go back. I only have it's so much solid. time today. So yeah, I think it's at the same time I was trying to watch it is when. Attack on Titan came back and I was like, well, Attack on Titan won, so, <laughs> you know. 
Gabby's got to fucking die. I'm just saying. I've never, wa I've never wanted a child to die more than in this goddamn show. Like seriously, this bitch's got to fucking die. Like, I, she, she's got no remorse. She, None. she's totally wrong. It's like, it'd be like, it's like watching a show when a Nazi is trying to convince you that the Jews did everything. Yeah. And I'm just like, what the fuck is happening right now? Like, yep. <laughs> why is this bitch still alive? Why aren't they murdering her? Like, dude. It, when she's calling people devils and your whole people are guilty of this, and I'm just like, the cringe. And Falco's sitting here like, shut the fuck up, bitch. Yeah. Why don't you fuck, shut the fuck up? These people are trying to help us. They didn't do it. <laughs> this woman is... Uh, this woman is complaining about uh, the fact that uh, her mother got killed by Titans years ago, and we know why. And here you are being a fucking cunt, you know what I mean, to this yeah. person who's grieving her lost is her lost mother. You know, what I'm just thinking about, I'm thinking about Falco. He's like, why the fuck did I hang on to this bitch? Like, my, my, I'd have been fine. I'd have been fine back in Marley. Like, why the fuck did I have to hang on to this? Like, I'm not getting no pussy. She ain't giving None. me a kiss. Not, not even a goddamn hug. She's so angry. Like, why is she so angry? <laughs> she's try she's trying to shank somebody in broad daylight with a pitchfork. And yeah. I was like, what are you doing? Somebody <laughs> that helped them, that fed and housed them. Like, what the fuck is wrong with this person? This, this just, this, honestly, she's like these fucking Trumpists that are so crazy mm -hmm. right now. It's like, oh, I'll eat up all your shit, massa. Like, you tell me, okay, yeah. they're all devils. Okay, I got you. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> It's Worst so... spy ever. Yeah. Like, she can't spy for shit. No. You know what I mean? Uh, but, I mean, honestly, it would be nice only because she's a child that um, that she realizes that what she's doing is wrong. But, I mean, she's murdered people. Two. Like, mm -hmm. now, it's, it's two people on her fucking body count. At least two. And yep. they were innocent. One was definitely innocent. The other one was um, defending themselves from... That's what she doesn't understand. Sorry, I had a burp. She doesn't really get that Reiner came to an island and massacred a bunch of people. Yep. And she doesn't believe that it's true, but it's like, it happened. You know, like, it's like saying that America didn't drop nuclear bombs on fucking Japan. <laughs> that's literally what, yeah, what Reiner did. He just came through and was like, oh, that's a nice wall you got there. Here's some Titans, bitch. And... <laughs> That's what started all this shit, but she doesn't get that that's, like, that's what started it. But I hope she does someday. Um, but, yeah, she's she's definitely, like, an unexpected villain in this show. I, I Like I said, I never expected to hate a child so much in my entire goddamn life. But you, you know what I love, though? It actually is a really good example of just how powerful propaganda can be. Because, mm -hmm. like, she's entirely indoctrinated in the propaganda that she's heard. Uh, throughout her her schooling and her education over there in terms of these people are devils, these people aren't human, uh, these people all deserve to die, and even when, you know, someone's feeding them, <laughs> feeding her, she's just like, fuck you, I'm gonna take this pitchfork to your fucking face, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> it's a, it's a... Ninja, are you current? Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, on. I'm not. But y'all, uh, I'm bit in and out because I'm in the chat, so okay. I'm I'm behind by one episode. The episode y'all are talking about, but so it's... far I haven't I haven't like caught on to what y'all are talking about. But I plan on watching it in the next couple days. It's just amazing how those parallels to Attack on Titan and America right now. 
And I, I know it wasn't set up that way because obviously it's a fucking manga that's adapted to an anime. But the fact that, you know, on January 6th, we had people that were basically Gabby's <laughs> running up on, you know, the state capitol building. And it's um, it's it's crazy to me. That's that's how yeah. I see them, like as these um, people that are basically mentally children that ate up all this propaganda and they they cannot be convinced that they're wrong and they're going to pay the price for it probably not gabby's price <laughs> but maybe this no i'm not gonna say it <laughs> we, don't, uh, we, don't, know where, we well, don't know where things are going on this show um the other thing that's kind of hard for me is i don't know if i know this is the final season but i don't know where we are in the final season like is this are we midway through or are we still at the beginning I don't know I how long this is going to be. I, don't I believe we're midway through because we're supposed to get twenty some odd episodes. Okay. Well, actually, no. We're on was it episode eight or nine now? I think so. This this season is kind of odd though because it, it's very hit or miss mm-hmm. for me because mm-hmm. some of it is like it's action packed and other times it's just like they're not making it clear when they're going back and forth through time and I don't like that because I don't consider yes, myself stupid. But sometimes I don't realize when they're going back and forth in time, and I'm just like, what is going on here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the time jumps are jarring at times. I, I will admit that. And sometimes, like, you can tell when someone's, like, visibly older or younger, mm-hmm. but sometimes they've, they've only gone back and forth in time, like, a year or two, and they pretty much, the characters look the same. You yeah, know? yeah. It's, well, especially oh, in, like, I... the beginning of the season, when, like, I didn't realize that so much time had passed between the seasons yeah i don't know if, if i missed something in the very beginning of this maybe somebody call me stupid right now it's fine i'll, I'll take the hit <laughs> but in the very beginning of the season i didn't realize it was like four years later maybe it's like five years later yeah yeah cause they i guess they explicitly state and like that whole time if you go back aaron's in your face like yeah because he's in that uh he's in that uh um the hospital he's yeah. all busted and like He's unrecognizable to me. And I'm like, what the hell? And then when Reiner sees him, I think that was the effect that they were going for. Like, you weren't supposed to know who he was until Reiner sees him. So I was like, oh, shit. So, yeah. But then later on, after the whole battle, there's, like, weird, like, time jumps. I'm like, well, where the hell is this at? Like, they go back in time, then they jump forward, and they go back. And then sometimes it's, like, a couple months. Sometimes it's, like two three years and i'm like well where the fuck what's going on like i can't tell if we're in the past or if we're actually moving the story forward but i bet you somebody we'll find out if somebody in japan is listening to this that they you know are laughing speak, at us speak japanese and english they're just like you stupid fucking americans you don't even know <laughs> it's very obvious to us maybe it's lost in translation mm-hmm. i don't fucking know or maybe i'm just stupid i'm fucking but nah, nah yeah there, there's a lot going on there's a lot going on and then there are episodes where like they're 10 out of 10 action you know like the fight with the uh with aaron and all the stuff with the siege and all of that and then there's episodes where it's literally all just kind of deposition and and dialogue um and back a little bit of backstory you know and and time skips so but i still love it you know i'm 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 gonna watch every fucking i guess sunday i'm definitely enjoying it yeah it's funny to me that because I thought they were in the past and they were talking about Annie again. I'm like, dude, no one's brought up Annie in like 
two, three years. And now, now they're talking about her. And then they show her still encased. So yep. I was like, is this the past? And then you see that they, it's like current. I'm like, what the hell? She's been in that thing for years. Like, what the hell? The, the other thing, so. I, maybe I'm, maybe I'm again, like just not paying close enough attention or I need to start watching the show from the very beginning. Has Misaka always worn that thing around her wrist? And I just haven't missed men, uh, seen it. I, well, she yeah, always wears so, long sleeve shirts, usually. Yeah, okay. That too. But, but there's a scene in in the first season where she talks about it because a friend of mine, she's like super, yeah, super Mikasa fan, and she was waiting for when there was going to be this reveal. So, yeah, she's always had it. Okay. Look, I, I need to probably watch it from the very beginning and then all the way to current. Uh, and I'm 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 willing to do it. I like this show that fucking much. You, you know we'll what I love it. about Mikasa as a character? I like how low key that the Japanese were like, look how much better we are than these white people by having the one Japanese person be like super OP. Her and <laughs> and, and uh, the other guy uh, Levi. I think he's part Levi. Japanese too, right? Yeah, just yeah. like look how OP these people are <laughs> compared to like the rest of these people. My favorite thing with Levi is, and you see it so much more in this season. He's goddamn short. He, everybody yeah. mm-hmm. tower. The girls who are his same age tower over that motherfucker. And he's just like, y'all gonna put respect on my name. I'm fucking Captain Levi. Well, he makes fun of him, too. He's yeah, like, I, I, why, why are you keep growing? <laughs> Dude, I, I, I guess it was two weeks ago, though. But that one where they fucking asked the black guy, like, why yeah. are you black? I fucking hollered. Like, that was the funniest. I wasn't expecting that for shit. That got me. I fucking spit out my drink. Well, I loved his answer. And this is is why um, one of the things when people bring up um, black people in anime and and manga, Mm -hmm. and some people are offended by our caricatures in those... in those medias, right? Or in those medium media forms. Is that first of all, um, I think that if you're American, we put a lot of things through racist lenses because in America we live in like a country that has a super racist history. When you go to Japan, they don't have those same like racist norms like there. Like, yeah, they probably have some racist shit too, don't get me wrong. Like, especially when it comes to Koreans and Chinese people and stuff like that. Chinese. Yeah, but when it comes to like, you know, people from Africa, like they don't they're not around a lot of them so when they you know do a lot some some sort of these like caricature things some people see them as like disrespect but sometimes they also just like i i for me it's like it's a lot of ignorance but also sometimes they put like a lot of respect into like those characters um that they don't really need to do like they don't need to put like any black characters in any of their fucking media at all but they decide to because they know that which the rest of the world knows is that uh, people from African descent, we have a lot to do with like worldwide culture, and like yeah. a lot of Asian cultures, they, you know, get a lot of their um, cultural things from African culture. And yeah. but but when you see it as an American, it's like oh they're just fucking racist. But then going back to Attack on Titan, when he said like oh you know, God basically saw that you know everybody looks the same, so why not have somebody of like a different color? That's basically what he said in like a long-winded form. But it was like super respectful, mm-hmm. and it was like yeah. it was like normalized. Like nobody saw him as like different, like no, like at all. They just want to know why why he was darker. And I think that that's like they didn't try to enslave the guy. 
You know? <laughs> no. They didn't try to they didn't try to sandpaper his skin off. Yeah. It was, it was a cool scene. It just for whatever reason I just wasn't expecting it. I was like, what the <laughs> what the fuck just happened? Yeah, I, I loved but, it. But um it was cool. But to me, I'm never gonna get over I know I've mentioned it a million times on this show. But when I was watching JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Golden Wind, that part five one, and they were, they were doing their outros. This is like the second outro. Oh. I'm just watching it, enjoying it. And all of a sudden, these motherfuckers bust out Jodeci freaking you, and I yeah. fucking died. I was like, holy shit. You talk about a shout out to literally black American fans. Yeah. That was a big one. I was like, God damn. That is not a an act that, um, you know, everybody is like, familiar with in like modern times you know what i mean like 2020 2020 2019 or whatever that's like a, a early 90s big r&b hit you know and they jojo uh rocky uh, jojo writer or rocky was just like no we're putting this shit in there and i was like thank you that was cool yeah even like in uh in naruto with uh fuck i forget his goddamn name now b uh yeah killer b I fucking yeah. love that character. Like, honestly, when he was rapping and shit, I was like, yeah, I mean, he's rapping. But at the same time, he was such a, like, he was literally, like, the number two badass in the show for a minute. Like, because they, they hyped up Sasuke so bad, and this dude yep. is literally writing rhymes, whooping his ass. I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and they had an entire he... village full of black people that were all badasses. Yes. I love that. And it, you and Blue got me on uh, watching Naruto. He was awesome. He was a breath of fresh air. He was hilarious. Nothing was lost in translation. Uh, his whole clan was just, they were fucking fun. They were cool as shit, you know? So yeah, when you see it and it's done well, it, it's awesome. And then even with um, uh, your boy, uh, uh, Watanabe with uh, Machiko, oh, Machiko and Hatchin. Yeah. Yeah, Machiko and Hatchin and uh, Carol and Tuesday on Netflix. That's a which great, is fucking, great too. That's so, a great show, yeah. So, yeah, sometimes they do it well. You know, gotta give props. All right, guys, should we? Uh, uh, do we do it? Have any B and B's, or should we wrap it? Somebody we asked. Do. I think Matt had a yeah. question. Um, he did. He had a question. He asked, "Who would we cast as Sue Storm in the upcoming uh, Fantastic Four? Oh, that's a good one. Y'all, go ahead, old man. What age? Uh, I mean, I, I guess how old would she be? Because for some reason, uh, uh, fuck, that wouldn't work. I just thought about it. <laughs> Never mind. I already know who I'd cast. Uh, old girl uh, Aaron Moriarty from The Boys, the uh, Starlight. Okay. I'd, I'd have her as uh, Sue Storm, hands down. Or at least front runner. I know there's some people saying Cherlise, which should be Sue Storm. But I'm like, mm, I don't know. It depends on what storyline they're going to do or whatnot. So, But my front runner would be Aaron Moriarty. I'm going to say, I don't have her fucking name, of course, but remember the cheerleader from Heroes? Oh, oh yeah, Hayden Panettiere? Yeah. She's a little short, don't get me wrong, yeah. but I really liked her. She was so fucking cool on Heroes. Um, I haven't seen her, you know, in some years, but maybe her off the top of my okay. head. Yeah, Hayden Panettiere, she's a pretty bad one. Oh, God damn it. Hold on. Give me a second. Natalie Dormer. That's Ooh. who I'd want because oh, she's hot okay. as shit. I'm just saying. I think she would play a really good Sue Storm. Um, anything she's in, I, I like it because she's beautiful. 
<laughs> oh, for, you're talking about from Game of Thrones. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. I mean, she's been in way more than Game of Thrones, but yeah, she's a she's a good actor, a good actress, and uh, I think uh, she has the Sue Storm sort of look. I mean, she's blonde, so it's, it's good casting. I like it. All right. And I think she can do um, like the whole smirking thing of like while choking somebody out with invisible. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. Old Ninja, what you got popping this week, goddammit? Uh, I'm trying to, well, I got to do my civic duty tomorrow, which is going to put a little bit of damper on some stuff, but... You mean you uh, got to play Call of Duty? What, what are you talking about? No, civic duty, not Call of Duty. I haven't played Call of Duty actually in a little bit, because people keep not showing up to lobbies, but it's a whole nother, whole nother conversation. Uh, so I'm going to be out doing uh, some civic duty stuff. Um, it's been warm here in the Bay, which is super weird to me because like Texas is frozen over and we're They're sitting here. Not, not now. It's way warmer. It's like in the 80s now. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's still weird to me because we've been... It's been warm here too, but um, I might go to the beach this weekend. We'll see. Um, a lot of places in the Bay are starting to open up at like 25% depending on the county that you're in so we'll see what's going on with that um, I definitely want to see this um, the Superman on the CW or Superman and Lois um, I'm on the last episode of Warrior so I'm gonna finish that up and then uh, I'm gonna start the kingdom which is uh, have you guys seen this show on Netflix no. it's basically about zombies during feudal Japan and so like they're doing their whole war thing and then like their bodies their dead bodies start to reanimate and so they don't know what to do and there's a bunch of stuff and it's got like i think two seasons because it's a tv series so i i'm planning on checking this out uh it's been recommended to me uh, i'm playing a lot more destiny because a friend of mine got it on game pass on the xbox so it's basically like free with all the dlc um uh, what else was I doing? Um, yeah, just uh, doing some of the the gaming, watching Superman, finishing Warriors, and that's kind of about it. All right, Cronus, what you got? Uh, um, so there was one more uh, be the BTI in the chat. It's from Matt, um, and he was asking how hot should my wing sauce be on these wings? I'm about to kill. And should I temper with ranch or blue cheese? Blue cheese dressing. Blue cheese. So, blue cheese. God dang it. Yeah. So I, wait. Hold on. Who's did the, he say? Who's he the comedian? Classic wings. Yes. Bone in. Well, probably. I mean, it's Matt, so probably bone in. Yeah. Okay. About to say. Woo. Woo. Uh, yeah. Blue cheese. So hot wings. I think the perfect heat for like anything um, would be like the, if the the top of your head start sweating a little bit <laughs> that's where it should stop all right anything more than that um is too much but that's obviously it's very subjective when the the top of your head starts to sweat but once you start getting like more uncomfortable than that i think it's too hot um and i think it's no longer an enjoyable um experience uh for flavors and everything else and just like eating in general just like it becomes torture um and, and as far as like how should, should you temper it um I don't like blue cheese, um, but I forget the guy's fucking name. It's a comedian who's one of Joe Rogan's guys, and I, I forget his fucking name, but he has a whole thing on 
Uh, it should be a blue cheese. But I, I can't stand blue cheese. But that, that is the, the normal way to go, is blue cheese. Because to me, blue cheese tastes like um, paste and mold. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, isn't... I mean, cheese is moldy milk, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's so not shit. moldy milk. It's just milk. Mm. Well, you're talking about che- cheese in general? No, cheese is not moldy. I mean, it has enzymes and shit, but it's not moldy. It's not all fucking furry and shit and green. Blue cheese is. Blue cheese is literally furry and green with paste. It's fucking disgusting. Like, I can't stand, I can't stand so blue cheese. Then. Y'all that enjoy it, keep on enjoying it. Please enjoy it. It's just, it's not, just like pickles. Shit ain't for me. All right, fuck pickles. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot you hate pickles. That, that's my answer. Well, I don't like vinegar in general because uh, mm. it's, it's disgusting. Anyway, um, for me, I installed a new bidet last week. I know we talked – I'm sorry, this week. I know we talked about the bidet thing last week, but my new bidet is fucking awesome. It is uh, – <laughs> it's really good. Let me just say it cleans everything. Uh, there's a massage function. It drives my ass. Yeah. It first of all, okay. So what the fucking this the seat heats, it lights up the goddamn toilet. It uh it has two different nozzles to clean my ass and for K Mac her lady bits. Um it warms the water. Uh there's a massage function for the fucking spray nozzle. You can adjust the you spray the nozzle. Future. It fucking deodorizes when I take a shit. It literally sucks up the fucking stinky poop smell as I'm shitting. I'm just saying, but it does not play music. I'm sorry, Prodigy. I know you're asking. It doesn't. Play, it does not play fucking music. All right, so I'm not that uh, high tech, but holy shit, <laughs> uh, just sitting there pressing buttons to clean my asshole and then drying my ass is just like I'm in the future, y'all. It's the fucking three seashells. That's what I got. to three seashells. <laughs> like I'm not uh, wiping my ass is is a thing of the past, apparently. <laughs> so Dingle, dingleberries are so 2014, like you know, for oh, real. Like this is like hygiene to the next level. So anybody out there, if if you are thinking about getting a bidet, um, like invest some money in a bidet toilet seat. All right, because this is the I'm gonna just drop some knowledge on y'all right now. Okay. So, uh, K-Mac bought me a, a tushy toilet seat, which is like the more Americanized one that's sort of, it's a very economical option to get, which if you're fine with like cold water on your ass, this, this should work for you, I guess. Um, but to, to make it warm water, you have to run like a whole nother water line that's from your hot water, from your, probably your sink, which can be a pain in the ass, which I did. Um, but these new all-in-one toilet seats... Um, you can run that. You use the actual water that goes into your toilet, into the tank, and you tee it off, and it literally warms inside the fucking toilet seat. Nice. So, like, you're good to go. Like, it, it's all in one solution. It's fucking great. I don't know why America is like, they don't get the whole bidet thing, but it's. If I, if I shit on your arm and you wiped off with toilet paper. Um, you would think that's still gross, right? You'd probably wash your fucking arm. So why aren't we washing our asses? Clearly. Yeah, I'm just we, saying. We like, we like dirty, we like dirtiness. Yeah, yeah, I'm just, and it, it says on, uh, 
toilet paper too. So yeah, at at most it's like one wipe. If there's like my ass might be still wet, that's about it. So yeah, but days are awesome. That's all I got. Um, I'm looking forward to Outriders uh, after midnight, I guess. So yeah, good shit. Oh shit. Um, Matt, whatever wings you eat, uh, you make, um, I will. Uh, if they're too hot, I'll look like Idris Elba trying to eat them in hot ass wings, choking and shit. But um, yeah, I. I, I I don't really go for the crazy hot. I like, my favorite is like the lemon pepper or lemon pepper wet or whatever, with just a little bit of spice. And I, I prefer ranch over blue cheese, but you know, it is what it is. I'm, I'm down for whatever. Um, shout out to my boy Ivy. Uh, he knows who he is on Twitter. Uh, hopefully by next week, I might be in the, uh, um, you know, the upper echelon playing uh, next gen or current gen. Oh shit. You know? Trading in my twenty six hundred, hopefully. <laughs> uh, we'll see. Shit. Yeah, and then uh, the only other thing I was gonna say is uh, just trying. I, I need to get back into some goddamn goddamn gaming, like with Star Wars Squadrons and finish oh, up yeah. uh, Final Fantasy and all that. Are, are you playing Control so, yet? I'll, I haven't. I did download it, and I do. Uh, I was planning on starting it. I might try that tomorrow. It gets. It, it keeps it getting fucking more and more weird, but it's still <laughs> enjoyable. It, so this is what fucked me up today. All right. So I, I got to like a, a boss level and I, I got fucked up and this is embarrassing I, at least eight times in a row while I was just getting brutally murdered. I was like, you know, I'm just going to put it down. That's what you do as an adult. Yeah. You don't get mad. You don't throw shit. You just put it down because you know you paid money for it. You paid money for it. Put my <laughs> shit down. A couple days later I come back and I fucking destroy everything in the room. I'm just like, why? <laughs> like seriously, why? <laughs> You're in a different headspace. Yeah. A better headspace to play. Uh, yeah, that was me with one of the bosses. Actually, I just, because he was an optional boss, I guess, I just left and I ended up finishing the game. But when you beat the game, you're able to go back because I'm more powerful now. And I, now I can wreck completely that boss. So Yeah, I, I'll, I will definitely dip my toe in on that because I've just been a little bit out of gaming or whatever. I really want, you know, I want this new console to get here, but we shall see. Take us on out, old ninja. God damn it. All right. You just experienced the dankest podcast on the internet. We are Black and Black Signs Infinity. Kidding me. Check us out every Wednesday night, 8.30 Pacific time. Pacific. For everybody out there. Uh, you can see us and check us out anywhere on the internet with B and BTI. That's B-T-H-A-N-B-T-I. I know on YouTube, uh, if you type in Black and Black Signs Infinity, we'll come up. Uh, it's a little easier, but be the BTI, you'll see some of our content as well. Uh, you can listen to us anywhere you can listen to podcasts. Uh, we also have a Discord out. Uh, check out our, our official website, binhatproduction.com forward slash be the BTI. Uh, on Amazon, we have an app on there to let you know when we go live. Uh, use your favorite app to listen to us with be the BTI anywhere. And then uh, on a Apple Podcasts now, I keep saying iTunes but an Apple podcast go on there rate us leave us a comment we'll probably respond sure okay, we need to probably check that out yeah it's probably like a whole novel by now I'm too busy listening to the Daft Punk stuff <laughs> also check out Balance uh, Exchange we've been dropping episodes every week um, for the past four weeks so yeah check nice. them out they're good conversations no and did I mention we have a discord I think I did this one's sure. pretty good too yeah. Real good discussions in there. I'll be dro- I'm going to be dropping some links for Redo the Healer on there. Oh my god. <laughs> Uncensored. 
Twitch Center. Clay, Clay the bartender couldn't handle it, I don't think. He ain't speaking to me no more. <laughs> I, don't know what, I don't know what kind of nastiness Prodigy done hooked me up with. That's what he's saying. <laughs> All right, y'all. We're out this bitch. Peace. Peace.